Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one For everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are
You know what I'm saying? Why don't I get inbox and emails? Why aren't people so livid and passionate, you know, about the riveting information that some of these 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 hosts, I mean, these guests bring forth? You know, mm-hmm. I'm very that's, I'm very uncomfortable with these conversations beginning and ending on Tuesday and Friday nights. You know what I'm saying? These conversations and this information has to go beyond just us sitting here broadcasting. It's not necessarily what we showed up for. It's cool that we got a platform to get this information out, but you got to, you know, take this information and utilize it. You know, form study groups. Do something that is going to, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's going to accompany it's going to accompany the information that you got you know what I'm saying it's, it's, it's going to expand it you're going to expand on the conversation you know share it with your friends play it at the water cooler put it on the loudspeakers in your hood you know what I'm saying do whatever you get put it up in the park with the big speakers talk about it do whatever you need to do but it has been in the last four or five weeks man it's been some profound programs, profound guests that have come forth and dropped some profound bombs on the family, you know, and it's like, as soon as these programs go off, I I would hate to think that people are just getting low back to sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, I would would really hate to think that people are just voluntarily at that getting lulled back to sleep. You know, this is not for entertainment purposes, family. You feel me? There's there's definitely a cost that goes along with this sacrifice, you know, being on the front line, disseminating information. You know? Definitely. And, And that's my thing, like, that incident that people seen on YouTube did not necessarily involve me being on the front line. I wasn't on the front line for the revolution. You know what I'm saying? That's not break. what that was about. Break, break. <laughs> Just do me a favor, too. Just because, like I said, we live in this, we live in this cyber realm on the KTA or on the Ledge. Just give a, great, a quick breakdown about what it is, the video that you're talking about and what happened in that video. Okay. Those who don't know. 29th. I think 29th was Saturday. Sarnetta, yeah. Brother Sarnetta, um put out right, a video, to my knowledge, first and foremost, because the brother contacted me and said he had come across this video. And this video was from seven years ago, and it was an altercation that I had on 125th with the NYPD, all right, in front of the Apollo where I was uh, doing my business at. That's where I used to have my, my, you know, my thing set up. Okay? So, this video from seven years ago of this particular altercation, you know, with the NYPD, um, was sparked by, originally, they had apprehended a young dude on the block across the street, right next to where Sarnetta and them hustle at and do their thing, people be over there selling bootleg DVDs, right? The movies and, 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 and CDs and everything like that. 
So this particular young brother on the block got hemmed up, and he was getting hemmed up like every other week. You know what I'm saying? He was just a bad hustler to what he was doing. I think he was born to play basketball. He was supposed to do something else, but he shouldn't be doing DVDs. Nonetheless, it's a young brother. Okay? So from where I was standing at, my vantage point, which was across the street in front of the Apollo, right, I can see what was going on, but I didn't know all of the details. But what I did notice is that all of these jump-outs started pulling up. And when I say jump-out family, we're talking about undercover um, police agents. In particular, these are the task force that have made the headlines across the world that you know as the stop-and-frisk police, okay? The stop-and-frisk police are a task force that have been formulated by the NYPD, right, to jump out and frisk black and brown youth, quote-unquote, you know what I'm saying, black and Latinos or what have you, and things of this nature. They are very aggressive, okay? It's like they eat gunpowder in the morning, you feel me? They're beefy, brock, uh, uh, brocky white boys, you know what I'm saying, who just be mobbing on dudes. That's what they're known for. That's what they do, okay? When they come, they're looking for guns. So they're coming with, you know what I'm saying, if you would imagine with a police officer, a New York City police officer, the type of, um, you know, uh, 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 you know the, 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 what you call it, they're on edge at all times because they're dealing with gun cases. You know, yeah. so these are quote-unquote life-and-death situations. And that's how they approach everything. They're always wired, right? They're Red Bull drinkers, calcium and all that crazy stuff, right? So... I noticed that police was trying to get into the car from the, the opposite side. What he was trying to do was crawl on the seat and pull the brother who was standing on the opposite side of the car, car with his hands cuffed. He was going to pull him inside the car from the opposite way and make him hit his head on the door because the brother was, you know, he was putting up a hassle about, he didn't want to go or whatever he was putting up a hassle about. So I've seen the snake moves that, you know, this particular police was doing, trying to corral this brother into the car. Mm-hmm. So something in me instinctively, right, got me up out of my seat or wherever I was at, and I approached the situation, you feel me, without necessarily thinking twice about what was going on. I just saw a brother in distress. And I responded accordingly. Okay? Salute. When I responded and I approached the officer in the situation, I was like, yo, you don't got to do it like that. What are you doing? He responded, of course, aggressively by trying to push me or shove me or eat something to that effect, what have you. And, of course, a scuffle ensued because I'm not going to be pushed or shoved. You understand? We're talking about, you know, manhood, period. Not you got a badge and you're a different person than me. No, you incarnate on the planet just like everyone else, and we all should abide by the same rules. Like I read some posts where people were saying I should have got shot because there was a police investigation. <laughs> you know that that was a troll, though. Yeah. 
No, I mean, but some people might have those particular sentiments because some people are, you know, born to abide by authority. You know what I'm saying? Some people see those uniforms and they think totally different about the whole, you know, I'm like, those people work for us. Those are peace officers. They work for us. They are employees. They're public servants. And because you don't know that, they're allowed to act like animals and do the things that they do because people don't know enough. All right? So we got into a scuffle, and his entire unit came to his rescue because he wasn't looking too good. So, uh, uh, you know, they 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 went through um, uh, uh, it took like ten of them to grab my arms, but they couldn't get my arms behind my back because I wasn't allowing my arms to be pulled behind my back. And let me tell you something, family. All right. I hear everybody talking about what they would have done if they was there and what should have been done, and they're chastising and criticizing the fact that nobody in the audience, you know, responded in due form and tried that and then put his camera down and start, you know, pulling out, he didn't pull out his 99 millimeter and start busting caps and everything like that. Listen, cut it out. Until you're in a situation like that, which I don't wish on nobody, you don't know what you would do. You feel me? You don't know what you would do. Tell you this, whatever energy force that came over me at that particular time, it would not allow those officers to subdue me. Yes, I mean. It looked, it felt like five-year-olds was pulling on me. I had all the strength. And I could have turned up and I could have did other things or what have you. But I, even in my own mind, was like, okay, you need to play this cool because this situation could get out of hand because you're embarrassing these dudes. They're already on edge. They're scared because they're in Harlem. They really don't, you know what I mean? You don't know what's going on or who's going to pop off, you know? They don't know that people ain't got the heart to make a move. You know what I'm saying? They think somebody might actually pop. So they're nervous. You know, so on the strength of that, I was like, okay, this situation doesn't need to escalate. You know what I'm saying? I think that I've already proved my point, you know, that I can't be subdued. And we fell down. We all, you know, 10 of us or had let what, you know, everybody fell to the, to the floor. And then the officer underneath me got cut. So they charged me with assaulting that police officer. You feel me? And I subsequently beat that case, okay, on my own. I don't know about that video, so I never talk about, about my lawyers. I didn't have a lawyer. My lawyer, my public defendant never showed up after arraignment. I fired him on the spot. Yeah, so he never showed up. The police officer that I supposedly abused, he never showed up. You know what I'm saying? So I put my paperwork in, and I beat that. And, of course, I'm still in litigation with them, dealing with the civil matter, you know. But that was that. And had it not been for that footage, it would have been a different story because it would have been my story against theirs. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily fault that brother for taping that footage because that footage was necessary. Now, Why was it put out at this particular time? 
outside of the fact that he said that he may have found the footage, I still don't know. What I did do is I brought to his attention that there was an incident in L.A. that was similar to the New York. Now, it would be hard for me to tell my story the way that I have wanted to tell it to people without showing them that footage. So I sent the footage to him, but I wasn't hands-on enough in terms of saying, look, this should be done this way, or, you know, we should do some overdubs that way or this way, and the brother chose to put it out raw. And he came back later and did a follow-up video and did an overdub on that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know whether he's pressed for time or that's how he edits or he was looking for a reaction, but either way, that's how the video came out. And because of that, the result of that is that it made a lot of people upset. You feel me? Especially females because they got emotional. And this was around the time of a new moon, which I didn't factor in. Yeah. So that image got locked into a lot of people's psyche and their consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And then people were calling me the entire week and telling me how disturbed and they can't go to sleep and, and the pictures keep popping up in their head and they don't know what to do. Yeah. They was going to go and riot. You know, some people was putting on black gloves. And I'm like, respectfully, you know, I apologize to the people who um, were emotionally affected by it. You know what I'm saying? I even apologize to the people who may not have been that, quote, unquote, emotionally affected by it because it doesn't really um, add to what it is that we're talking about and what we're doing here. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what pretty much comes first. You know what I'm saying? The brand comes first. You know, our partners come second. You feel me? But the story of why you do what you do and why you are who you are, and what it is that you've done out in those streets. Well, as, you know, I can I can say this. I can say this. Right. If not for that incident, we might not have been here today, because as a result of that, as a result of that particular incident, I had to leave 125th for a little while until I got some of those particular um, situations situated. Right. And as a result, me and my business partner went and we started our blog, which was Street Knowledge at the time. As a result of starting our blog and our own YouTube channel, right, because nobody was on YouTube at the time. He just had the video, and I think he put the video on VHS. And then my dude from the um, Nation of Islam, um, 5% Lord, what's his name? Oh. You remember my, um, my dude? Yeah. yeah, my dude, he took him to task because he was upset that no one had came to my defense and he was going ham. And then I had never seen oh. the video again after that. Oh, you mean my dude? My uh, dude. Lord, my... What was his name? Yeah, yeah. Lord Merciful. Lord, yeah, I just called him Lord. Yeah, he went, he went ham. He went ham hot. Remember? Yeah, I remember that DVD. So. Yeah. It was a so then, we started the YouTube. We started Street Knowledge, right? Yeah. Got picked up by Sony or Epic, for that matter, to handle social media for them. Landed the Nipsey Hustle, um, what you call it, account. I was an Epic at that time, surrounded by 
you know, everywhere that I went was MJ this, MJ that. Michael Jackson was everywhere on that floor, okay? Come 2009, Michael Jackson passed. I was like, I'm never going in that building again because I know Sony killed him, right? Went back yeah. to 125th to the same spot in front of the Apollo Theater, made more money in a few months than I had made in a long time, right? We was outside from 9 a.m. to 4 a.m., Every day, never once did the police harass me. And, I mean, even prior to that, going on 125th Street every single day or every other day because I had to pass through there, I had never had no problems with them police ever again. If anything, it was a more level of respect. You know what I'm saying? It was a more green light. I can do what I want. So if you fight back, if you stand up for something, you know what I'm saying, and you exhibit a certain level of... Uh, <laughs> Turtle said, how much Seymour's did you drink that morning? How much of that 7 uh, Heaven was in your system? 7 Heaven was in my system, hard body. This is actually well, when I first started integrating 7 Heaven into my regimen, and, and I, I was started changing my diet and everything. But I was, you know, I was I was, I was, was with my workout. Every morning we was hitting the, the park and getting it in. So I was in tip-top form. And like I said, it, 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 you know, you gotta, you, you, you gotta, you gotta be in shape. You don't never know when your card is gonna, you know, what I'm saying when your day is gonna come. But if you're on the front line, if you stand for something, your day will come. And my whole thing is this: at that point, I had been studying since 2001 in regards to my Morris information. I had a certain level of not, I, I know who they are, and I don't want to call it disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But I know what their position is, and that's why I treat them as such. And that's why they treat me as such. You feel me? It's mutual. You know? I don't be like, oh, you know, we can't do this because, no. That's a person just like anybody else. They're going to respect you as such, or there's a price to pay. I don't care. You know, take it how you want, but that's what it is. So, After we left 125th after the MJ run, okay, started Nota Ledge TV with Red Pill, which led to the YouTube channel. Afterwards, it came the, um, the radio. But I was like, I had spent my time in the industry doing what I wanted to do, and then I seen it for what it was. Yo, I need to get this information out to these people because – you know, there's just not enough information. And going back on 125th in 2009, when we was out on 125th Street doing our thing, I just seen how all of these dudes, there was street-level hustlers and everybody that was hugging the block and everyone was so tough. Tony, when the police came around, everyone got all apologetic and nice and friendly and just all moist around the police. And I'm like, oh, what's all this? Oh, you know, we got a shucking job so we can stand out here and survive and hustle. I'm like, so why why am I out here until 3, 4, 5 in the morning? And they got all types of police goons out here. You know what I'm saying? They ain't messing with me, and they got an incentive. So why are you shucking and jobbing? And this is something that's in the blood of the people. It's just in the blood of the people. You know what I'm saying? They they have this this weird relationship when it comes to the police. They got this weird disposition, and especially the niggas that been locked up. 
they'll come out here and police you for the post. You better not talk to them like that. I felt that it was more necessary that, you know, we we, we start disseminating information and getting some of these teachers on the radio and on the YouTube and just getting some of these testimonies front and center. So in so many ways, you feel me, that video and that particular incident, in so many ways led to where we're at right now because I went in a different direction. Okay. Yes, sir. Look, is there anything that I left out? Oh, no, nah, I think you covered it uh, accurately, you know what I'm saying, in fine detail. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you were able to articulate that you're, you know, the, uh, the decisions that were made that led you up to this point where you're at now because, like we said before, the is no economics is the study of decision, decision-making, you know what I'm saying? Um, so depending on the choices that you make, you going across the street to help that young brother out, you know what I mean, out of the, the, the you know, just what was in your spirit and your soul, you were living what you spoke or what you stood for, and as a result of that decision that you made, it puts you on the trajectory to where you're at right now. You know what I mean? And I got, yeah, and I, I got in there, you know, after I was apprehended, and I found out that the dude that I rode out for, that young boy, he was also friendly with the police. He might have, you know what I'm saying? He was a snitch. He might have been working with them, you know, but he wasn't in a snitch in the sense that they set that situation up. He was a snitch in the sense that every time he get popped, they were taking his ass into the back room, and he was telling them a little something else that they needed to know, and he was volunteering information. Feel me? But would I have made a different decision? I can't necessarily say that I would have, because who, who I thought he was was enough for me to say, I don't want to see that brother get railroaded like that. I don't want to see him injured. That's not going to sit well with me. I can't stand out here on this block and be getting this money and act like it's only about this money because it's not. That's a vocation. That's a job. That's a hustle. Okay? People come first. My people come first. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to stand by and watch nobody that I consider my folks, you know what I'm saying, get injured by. I don't care what you got on. That don't separate you. You don't get a pass. I don't care what you got on. So, you know, and I learned yeah. a lot more about people, you know what I'm saying, from that particular incident. And I have kept those lessons with me, and I have moved accordingly based on those lessons, and they haven't failed me. So you got to look at that yourself, make your own conclusions. I ain't got to tell you, and if I do, <laughs> so then, you know, something wrong with you. Wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Nah, that was the, yeah, yeah. That was that Seamoss family. That Seamoss was, was, was that good Seamoss for you. That, that good Seamoss, you know. 
Let's see, Mark, how the moth. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, how was your weekend? My weekend was magical. You know, definitely magical. Um, it was so fun and went so fast. You know what I mean? I, I was spending time oh, with my man. family. One yeah. of those. One of those, yeah. Like, I, I was actually watching the clock speed up in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Tom, that's why they say that's one of the most, the most valuable things that you ever, you can ever have is time. And many of us are beginning to learn that in so many ways. But um, I was in the Boston area, right out, right about 10 minutes away from New Hampshire. Okay, shout out to everybody in New Hampshire. Um, you know, it was just paradise, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was still snow on the ground up there, but it was it was still a okay. It was serene, a serene setting. You got clear thoughts and everything. Huh? I said it was a serene setting where you had clear thoughts. Oh, brother, I didn't have to cook anything. You know what I mean? Not to say that I don't like doing that, but everything was served to me, my daughter, my wife. You know, we had, like, the TV was smart. You know what I mean? Netflix was there. Everything was, you know, it was just, it was just beautiful, man. It was beautiful. Got to have some conversations with some of our elders. You know, there was a marriage, there was a couple, um, these are my in-laws, actually, and, um, you know, they were married for 40 years. 40 so years? When, yeah, 40 years. So when you meet a, a couple that was married for 40 years, you sit That's at the seat, that couple, and, and receive whatever, they can never pitch pearls. They'll never be able to pitch, they're wearing pearls. They can't pitch them, you know, and just... <laughs> become the recipient of that wisdom. You know, so it was beautiful. Um, interestingly enough, huh? Not for that did, um, yeah, it was like a dream. And, and, and when you're dreaming, when you're in a dream state, unfortunately, because the dream state can sometimes exist in dimensions or alternate realities. Because, you know, living here, we're not supposed to be happy all of the time. Like, the Matrix is snapped back. Hold on, wait, this dude's smiling. And um, life as a way of completely taking 180-degree turns. Or it's like we're getting back into, you know, you you and Malkuth, let's get back. you in the Kali Yuga or you just, you're in your Saturn return, let's get back to where we was at. So I was able to remove myself from the Matrix. I was off the grid. Um, you know, family is law, family. But, but, but based on based on based on what you're telling me and what you're saying, you're saying that the matrix is voluntary. You're saying that the struggle is voluntary. So you voluntarily put yourself back into these particular things. Based on your not logic and what you're telling me. Not entirely because it's a program, it's not voluntary at all. The matrix is just a matrix. It's, it's a running program, you know, so you don't put yourself anywhere. It's just, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, re, it's, it's a reality. It, it clicks. So when I was leaving, you know, I took my family to the airport and I was able to have about, you know, five to ten minutes just 
in that state, you know what I mean, reveling and, and you know, just, just enjoying my thoughts. And um, then I received some bad news, you know, and that changed, you know, that was basically something that uh, put me back into the re- reality. But it was also part of the lesson, of course. No, it was in divine, the great divine speaks through science, so it was all in divinity, but... um. It uh, it was news that I was not prepared to hear. But, but unfortunate, yeah, unfortunate news, yeah, nonetheless. Nonetheless, um, you know, one of our aunts, our um, not by biological, but one of our aunts, one of our, you know, clan mothers, spiritual aunts, yeah. One of our spiritual mothers, uh, one of our a very great, very vital part and component. And our destruction, our makeup, our path, our walk, a person who has participated in many of our firsts, you know what I'm saying? There's not too many stories that we can tell that won't track back to this person's input. And their not only their input, but their careful input, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that has gone into, um, you know, our life experience. And there are certain people that play key positions, and this person is definitely a person that has played a key position in both of our lives individually at different times. You know, the most unselfish person or one of the most unselfish people that I've met, you know, one of the most brilliant people that I've met in this war. Yes, this person's person's loss, yes, this person's loss means that we've lost somebody with such a reservoir of information. Such a reservoir of information is, is really, you know what I'm saying, it's one of those things that um you gotta step back to really see the uh the the, the, the depth of the loss. You know what I'm saying? That, that that one has taken by way of this person transitioning into the realm of the ancestors. You know, we'll never truly know the magnitude of, of who and what we lost. And I know that we have been liberal on this program a lot of different times dealing with loss. You know what I'm saying? And you speak a lot of different um you know, ethos about how to deal with loss and the positive ways in which to look at loss and, and as Scorpios, how to transform death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But a loss is still a loss. And for as much as the realm of the ancestors may gain, as much as the etheric realm might gain on the physical plane of where we exist, a loss is still a loss, and that can't be replaced. Mm-mm. Not at all. You know, and the only thing that we're left afterwards is, is memories. Yes. You know, you're left memories. You're not left the second time to get it right with a person who has transcended, but it is a reminder to you in your life about the fragility of life and how you're supposed to cherish those now that are living, 
to have these stories, to have the information that you need to make you a better person and make this world a better place. So if you got some some elders around you, if they're not even elders, you know what I'm saying? Because some of you might have parents that are like 40 and 50 and you don't consider that eldership. You might have aunts and uncles that age. You might, you might have a cousin that's 29 or 30, 36 and 38. Don't let a moment pass, man. Don't take no moments for granted because you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You do not know. And if nothing else, you know, the most important thing from that person is you want to extract as much as you can, you know, as much as you can that's going to be helpful for your experience. As much as you can that's going to be helpful for your experience. That's what you want to extract every chance you get because you never know family. And that's, that's more, you know, that's when it really hurts when you know that you didn't do it to the fullest extent. You know what I'm saying? When you know that you was at the feet and the feet of these master teachers and you was on your phone reading your statuses or you got a text you are, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Shorty might have hit you up. You're like, damn, you know, they're going in, but um, I'm going to get back around to them. She's like, damn, you know, um, my water main just broke, so what I'm going to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you just you're thinking about getting up out of there and, and, you know what I'm saying, dealing with matters of the flesh or whatever it is that got you uh shifting in your seat that you want to go and deal with, you know what I'm saying? Your dudes might have been here and you talking about, yo, we going to the club or going to get a drink and that shit might have been enticing to you. But you might have walked away, you know what I'm saying, from a, a elder that was about to hit you with one of them equations that you'll never forget, a formula that you can use throughout the rest of your life, man. Just take a little bit of time and give it to the elders. They deserve it. They put the time in. They did. They just want to squeeze their sponge. The only thing that you got to do is be there to receive it. You don't got to do much else. The information, man, and that information is vital, especially now when information, even in this information age, the real shit that we need is coming from the people that had the experience. The real shit that we need is from the people that read those 500 books and utilize the formulas in those books and have results from those particular trials. You know, you don't got time to read them 500 fucking books. I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't have the time. The time that this is to put in studying and, and the research that she's done, you know what I'm saying, and the experiences that she's had, will never catch up. You know, those were part of her life testimony. And I'm just very upset with myself that I didn't take enough time out. But I'm also happy that the last time that I did spend with her, it was it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And I just saw that she just wanted to teach. Whoever was willing to learn, she just had so much to teach. She was just throwing stuff like, oh, you could do this, you could do that. And just a reservoir of information. You know, so we're going to be stronger, you know what I'm saying, 
in the realm of, you know, the unseen. You know, yeah. and I definitely look forward to uh, being a, a benefactor of all of the work she's going to be doing from the spiritual realm. Um, you know, for the family, just send love and light and, 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 and you know, send respect to the brother A.A. Rashid and his brother Lighthouse. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, you know, just just keep them in your heart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, okay. With that being said... Uh, let's do this. Let's get into some music real quick, and then we come back and we start to show up. Okay. Peace. All right. Mhm. Any requests? Anything you got on deck? Which one? You want to oh no! Nah, I thought you already had a cue. Thought you know what you were doing. Oh, nah, uh, this is just, this, you know. Just random. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Hmm? I said this is random right here. You know what you want to get into, man. Come on. Stop being liberal. Matter of fact, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. It's for the hood, man. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixings. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixings? No, we're going to have so many fucking fixings up in this motherfucker. This shit's going to go through the roof, man. Oh. Ah, damn, I'm shitting gold these days. The haters, the bloggers, the papers, the labels, they label me But they can't relate to I struggle, my nigga, we came up from slavery Apologies go out to all of my fans cause they waited so patiently this one is for all of the lost and forgotten black angels that pray for me A million, million niggas love me cause I'm ill The greatest story ever told, niggas in the field From Solomon to Sambo to Django It's fact, I'm the fire kind of rap and I get it from the wheel The son of WD who hung around in the deep Who ran around in the street The trap guards raised me Face all on the sink Story all on the wall of the pyramids Niggas know the black guards saved me You can blow the nose off, that won't change it Obamacare won't heal all that anguish We came a long way from the bottom of the boat All praise to the Mac, D, we found our language Gold necklace, middle finger erect God tried to Shabazz, silent on the record Lost sons of Muhammad, we wildin' in the record The Shadu, Allah, and Lahad is the message All these niggas, I got to fight one All these devils, I got to strike some All these rebels just waiting on the wall Cry, mama said, son, you got to strike drum Rock Nation, celebration, motivation, elevation Nigga, we made it from slaves on the slave ship Live from the cotton fields, straight to the spaceship Kinda makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down Seems like motherfuckers should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. Hop of the slave ship. Popped up my chain and took it to Jacob. I gotta go play this. Walked in that bitch like, nigga, we made it. I own my own masters. 
No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be rated. Damn, hoes, don't on them haters. Sorry, Mr. Drizzy, put so much y'all talk. Silly me, rapping about shit that I really bought. Why these rappers rap about guns, they ain't shot. And a bunch of other silly shit that they ain't got. I'm on my loop, feed up, young though. Stunning on stage after 12 years of slave. This ace spade, look like an Oscar. Black tough, look like a monster. Don't make me ride ya. Nigga, watch your tone. I come to court with black boxes on. Y'all hella jealous, I'm a melatonin. I can black out at any given moment. I'm God. Jesus, I'm a letter made. So with my arms and feet, Jack, I still get paid. All praise is due. I'm ready to chase the Yaku back in the cage. These are the last days. What do I think phase? Showed up to the last supper in some brand new J's. I'm the true living. Book a hoe. New religion ain't from the other world. Alien superstition. You blind, baby. Blind to the fact of who you are, maybe. My bloodline's crazy. Kings and queens and Michael Jordan rings. I go stupid, though. Too The flow's filthy. Y'all can't kill me. I've been inoculated from the... I don't know of anything that can hover that long, that high, and blink like that for this amount of time. I've been watching it for like 10 minutes. Fortune, as it were, provided the matter, but they gave it its form. Without opportunity, their prowess would have been extinguished. And without such prowess, the opportunity would have come in vain. Thus, for the Israelites to be ready to follow Moses in order to escape from servitude, it was necessary for him to find them in Egypt enslaved and oppressed by the Egyptians. For Romulus to become king of Rome and founder of his country, La la. Ah, this is the dirty me, Granny. It's squeeze you. Go ahead and be you. Drunk in the love. Dates with the red wine, lotion in the dove. Meet me in the bay. Slip through the creases. Loyal to the blackness. Loyal to the gangsters. Calculate the heroin, get out the crisis Hope money too short, patience is priceless We can shut the city down, one glass casket Die before the weekend, murder up Thursday Into the national, 14 streets 14 pussies, 14 pieces Y'all know the rest, big baby hey rule Dirty, I'm a bastard, born in the jungle Trained by the bastard, shape shit sniffing Translate the Arabic, Allah say beat you Lightly excite you, upon request Choke you and bite you, this is the dirty me Scorpio the ministry, sex is the culture Lean with the Hennessy, nurture me with cities Pussy make you wiser, vagina Yes, indeed, family. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. So do something to me right there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely shout out to the brother AA. Shout out to Hafisa, his mother, his Umi, um, our mother. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, uh, Hafisa Rashid, you know, you are definitely going to be, we're we going to have statues, we're going to have monuments to you. You know, you 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 are set. You know what I mean. I saw you put a lot of people back together and give them life again. You know, she you would she was the first one to give me my shahada. You know what I'm saying, right there. 
when I moved into the crib, the minute I stepped in the, in the crib, you know how usually somebody has, like, a sandwich waiting for you? Or they're like, yeah, let me show you your phone. Like, the minute I came in the crib, she's like, oh, put that finger up and point this way. <laughs> it's hotter. Like, go in. And I just went in. And, you know, go on. that was the part. She gave me my Moorish. You know, she activated the more in me. You know, when I took my Shahada, I officially reawoken. You know, in this in this in this realm, you know what I'm saying? I felt it in my bones but I didn't know what it was until later on when I got introduced to that knowledge. But she did create you know, she's part of the Renaissance. So yes, um, she is. we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a future show coming up with, you know, everybody who is um you know, who drank from her well. Uh yesterday Brother Oba was in the building, hard bottom Billy, Hassan, AA, um, his brother Ash, uh Teresa, Sister Teresa, um, Marcellus, right. and, you know, her brother. He's, everybody said peace. You know what I mean? It was it was a good it was a good. Uh, Ernie came through. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and Ernie was was talking on Facebook. Shout out to brother Chris. Shout out to the entire family. You know, and unfortunately, you know, we always hear about these situations that pull family together and help us renew our vows to one another in terms of saying we family, we blood, and nothing comes between that, you know, and our bond will get tighter, you know what I'm saying? We we, we have one of the brightest stars in the heavens right now. I know she's putting in that work, you feel me? I know she's going hard, yes, you know what I mean, to make sure that, yeah, she's cleaning up to make sure that, you know, we all have... <laughs> Our our angelic advisory, we all get whatever is, is is waiting for us. You know what I'm saying? Whatever is um, you know what I'm saying? Whatever's promised us is definitely gonna come. It's gonna be a beautiful summer. So I definitely, you know, in the uh, in the most upbeat, positive way that I can. You know what I'm saying? I want to honor her life, her legacy, and I do want to acknowledge that we know that there's a lot of positive that comes from these transformational periods because, you know, energy never dies. It just transforms and takes on different forms. So we know that the sisters now, you know, in the ethers and her, her reach is going to be felt and um, her, her work will not be... Uh, and that will not be naught, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely not what yeah. we will not be naught. You know, her I'm sacrifice, me, and everything that she's offered. This is the woman family. Let me explain something as well, okay? Just the, the, the magic of this the, of this woman. She's a rare breed, and she deserves her moment. You know, she had two children back-to-back, -back, eight years apart, same day. You feel me? That's special. Definitely. You know, we do a lot when it comes to looking at the children, and we don't focus enough on the vessel that those children came through. You know what I'm saying? If that brother's great, his mother's great. Bottom line. You know, you know, in my realm, the mother can do no wrong. All them people talking about they got slave names, you should be... Somebody used to smack the shit out of you. 
Your mother gave you that name. There ain't no fucking slave name. Part of me, family, but at the same time, it, it just really gets me emotional that you have the nerve to think that the, 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 the vessel that carried you for nine months will get it all wrong at the moment of conception when you come out and she's going to give you a handle that is not going to coincide with your energy. You don't know enough about numerology and you're not willing to learn enough about the magic of the English language to find out what your name actually means. So you caught up in this Christian shit talking about you got a slave name. You don't have no slave name. What's your number? What's the vibration of your name? What does it mean? Have you deciphered and decoded it? Your mother did not get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nobody's mother got it wrong. So, you know, the homies are divine, man. The homies are divine every time. Right. That's all the homies out there. It was interesting. Just taking time out to really begin to appreciate and see the power, the, the, uh, the undeniable power that the Umis hold, especially when it's a seed involved. The Umis are powerful, man. The Umis, the Umis need a memorial built to them. The Umis need a shrine built to them. You know what yeah. A museum-like shrine. A museum like Tron, you know, the homies deserve that, man. They really do. Mothering is an art form, you know. Shout out my wife and my daughter and my son. You know, we have to definitely, you know, hold our families up because that, that's, that's the foundation. Yeah, man. Hold on. You know, we are are building uh, anticipation up for this broadcast tonight with this conversation. As we we cross the 10 o'clock threshold, I want to go ahead and and, and rev up the, you know, engine. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Please. All right. Get into it. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So peace and love, family. And join us tonight on Know the Ledge. Join us tonight on Know the Ledge Empowerment, KTL Empowerment, as we present Here Comes the Boom, Part 1. Brother Red Pill, Brother Blue Pill, along with special guests, will build on the technology boom currently taking place globally. We will also present research from our upcoming book, Here Comes the Boom, featuring topics such as Internet marketing, affiliate marketing, startups, app developers, venture capitalists, angel investors, accelerators, incubators, crowdfunding, entrepreneurial communities, social entrepreneurship, and much, much more. Have your pens and pads on deck because we will definitely be taking this to another level. All right? And without any further ado, I want to bring in my guest for the night roundtable. We have in a a technology, a techie roundtable family. This may be the first one of its kind, but we're realizing that this is a sector or rather a school of thought that has not been given much thought as of lately. So this is where we're going to step in and um, present a, 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 a discussion that has been rarely heard in the community. Okay?
okay? So call it from the 832-291. Peace and welcome to Nodal Edge Radio. Call it from the 832-291. Peace, brothers. How are y'all this evening? Peace. Brother Mike. Brother Mike. Yes, sir. I hear you guys going in. Yes, indeed, brother. Oh, yes, indeed. We just getting warmed up, though. <laughs> I know it. Got a great subject tonight. I think um, the audience will learn a whole lot from what um, you guys have to present to them. Yes, indeed. And I want to make clear. I want to make clear to the audience um, the intentions behind us doing this actual broadcast tonight and the reasons behind presenting the information. It is multi, you know, there's, mul- there's multiple answers to that question, but some of the most important um, answers would be to engage our audience, those of us who are in the audience who are as well technological proficient. And you may exist in a community where no one is actually speaking to you in your language. It may speak to the historical side of you, the sovereign aspect of self, you know, your higher self in a spiritual sense, but, you know, for your craft or your talent and skill, which consists of, you know, doing anything in the realms of digital, whatever. There's not a lot of... um, platforms that are actually nurturing that yearning that you may have. So, and we know that networks and groups of like-minded individuals, especially in the sector of technology, when they come together, this is when um, inventions and all kind of problems are solved in a very very much more proficient and sufficient manner than it's being done at the current time, okay? And another reason is we are presenting this information is because we want to empower those of you that are in the audience who may, this may you may not have ever dealt, uh, dwelled into the uh, technology sector, maybe out of fear or not understanding the, uh, the opportunities that await you in that sector, or you may feel that you're not proficient in coding or language or what you may deem as the shit that nerds do or whatever, the weirdos know. We're here to come and tell you tonight that this is something that's for everybody. If you're willing to apply yourself. You know. And I also want to say, Brother Leku, if you are in the call queue, just press one so I can see your um your hand go up and I open up your line. But uh, brother Mike, do you want to add on? Well, primarily, you know, um, I think it's, it's, it's time right now for us to take everything to another level. You know, uh, we kicked off something with, with Feeder Matrix, has allowed the listening audience to become interactive with, with, um, with your brothers in terms of actually really making some money. But, you know, as we know, that's just one system. But there, this, this, uh, this tech boom is taking place, it's happening all around us, 
and it's going to continue to happen, so there should be no reason why we shouldn't should not um, want to take advantage of it by getting involved, but then also um, applying the, the knowledge and the wisdom that we've obtained to get involved. Uh, you know, it's not going to wait on us. We got to get we got to get in the game, and it's it's constantly evolving, but to the point where. Um, we've got enough brain power right now just by the network that we've established uh, yeah. to, to really definitely take this thing to another level and um, actually put a plan in place and see, that, see how that plan will, will play itself out. But you know, I'm in full agreement with you in terms of uh, the fact that, you know, now is the time. Now now. Now is the time. Now is the time for us to get started. You know, we talked about the computer matrix money train, but, you know, the tech train left a long time ago, but you know what? There's still some open seats, and we can grab them. That's right. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, we're actually on the train. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would actually make that statement. I believe that we are on that train as of now. Yes, sir. No. So um, I'm going to head and open up the line for our other. You in the bathroom hiding because you don't got the money for the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely, I mean, we on that train. We some castaways, but we on the train, though. On the train, on the train. <laughs> You know, we the water boy. You the water boy, but you're on the train. We step over the turnstiles and jump the train. Get the train. How, how we get there? We definitely have the turnstile to get on the train for family. We you on know, that train. Yeah, the Porter Pullman. They was on the train. <laughs> you know, after they after they were running things. They was. That's what I'm saying. They was running things. Yeah, and still. You know, that was for what I understand a very dignified position to have in our community because you got to get around the country and, and you know, saying politics or what have you. You held court you know, with dignitaries. Huh? You held court with dignitaries and they have to call you boy? Boy? You know? So in this particular instance, you know, even if you hide it out in the bathroom, because you ain't got the ticket, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> once the, uh, you know, once the, uh, the, the the ticket collector passes and you start matriculating and finding yourself around the cars or what have you, you know, politics, because more than likely the people that sit in the seats, you know, they're going to have some qualified conversations. So at the end of the day, regardless of how you got on the train, as long as you on the train, you got to use that to your best, your best abilities and your benefits. No doubt. And that's where we find ourselves, you know. Let me open up the line for our other guests for tonight. Call us for the 917-403. Brother Lake Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the gods and the goddesses. ETL family. How y'all doing tonight? Peace, God. Peace, peace. Peace, God. Peace, God.
What's going on, bro? Peace, brother. Michael. Peace, brother Michael. ATL yeah. family. I hear that feed of Matrix. They don't <laughs> see that train just speeding. They don't see it, man. They can't see us. If they're not on the train, they're not going to get this experience. Right? Yeah. I like how you told them, get on the train. No matter how you get on, train. How you get on. It was never about yeah. good. Nobody told you how to get on. We just said get on, bro. Just get on. Yeah, that's true. But I wanna um I want you to share with the audience tonight, um, you know, how do you see uh the importance of the tech technology, the tech sector, uh, you know, um the digital realm. What, what what kind of importance do you see in that in the everyday life right now, especially in terms of empowerment? Well, the tech in the tech in the tech sector right now it's very heavy in everybody's lives right now because even I'm sure I mean, let's look at this even on Blog Talk Radio even all the difficulties y'all having is still based technological difficulties we're using this technology to broadcast the information all over the planet, off the planet. And even a lot of us are on cell phones. Even we're sending text messages, we're receiving and sending emails. All these technologies are, some of us might think that they're trivial, but they play a, a crucial and integral role in many of our lives today. And some of us, we're not actually seeing the benefits and the features that we could get from utilizing these to the fullest. So we just use it and play with it. But even the technology, we need to utilize and make proper usage of it because, I mean, I don't want to (laughs) – we need to get on board. Everybody need to get on board this technology thing. I mean, you don't have to be the best at it. You don't have to be the worst at it. But you should at least be quite aware of the importance that, it plays in society today because I right, boom. Let me. Put, uh, I don't really like dealing with politics, but our boy Barack Obama, he came up on social media. It was Facebook yes, and yeah. YouTube that blew him up. So just look at that. That put him in office. Social media. That's part of technology. He was social that we media needed. president. Yes. Exactly. So we got to know how to utilize media technology. Press. To empower ourselves. Absolutely. Don't get left behind. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we need to even utilize. In. It's basic. Even like, <laughs> I don't want to jump back, even as you said, the language, the technology, the programming, one of the oldest programming languages is basic. That's what it's called. So we got to get back to basic, get back to the fundamentals, because even Blue, you made a post early on. Talking about the binary and the God. Yes. And that's the zeros and the ones. Right. We're all made up of that zeros and ones. That's a choice. That's the if or else statement in programming. And we all go through this every day in life. So we got to really know how to apply this to ourselves. Indeed. Or somebody's going to apply it to you. Which one do you want to do? Play or you get played. In the ocean, it's huh. eat or get eaten. In the technology realm, <laughs> is utilize it or get it used against you. 
hope that our family, our, our, our friends, our brothers and sisters could really see what the, the opportunities that's ahead of us, especially in the realm of technology. Yes. I want to um, I want to break down, I want to read a passage from the book because throughout the whole show tonight, family, we're going to be reading passages in different um, pages of research that we have in um, our, our upcoming book, Here Comes the Boom, prepared by Brother Redfield. Okay. So what I've done is I've compiled um, a wealth of information and put it in a book form, you know what I'm saying, to where if you go through this book and you take this information, this will, I mean, I can't tell you what it's going to do for you because you're the controller of your own destiny. Sky's the limit, but it's a wealth of knowledge, you know what I'm saying. This passage here is, I have a, on page 112, 10 places where anyone can learn to code. So I'm giving you 10 websites, right, for anybody. It doesn't matter how much money that you have. It doesn't matter, you know, how tall you are, whatever. Anyone can go here. Democrat or Republican? It does. Yeah, all of that doesn't even exist. All that. You come right here and you learn how to speak the language that is the true God language in this existence right now. That's that binary. They got JavaScript, HTML, CSS, Python, Ruby. And these are the languages that the babies, they're going to learn that they, this is the language that they should be learning along with English and Ratchet and Ebonic. You know what I mean? And other languages that they're being taught. <laughs> Look, at Code Academy, you can take lessons on wait, writing wait, wait. simple. You mean Hold on. SMH and LOL, that's not coding language? I, listen, LOL, SMH, <laughs> I think it works. Like, no. They, people was like, y'all write code, dog. LOL, LOL. LOL. <laughs> oh, coding? Oh, Go uh, LMAO? Yeah. No, nigga. It's not that language. We're not talking that language. Look. At Code Academy, you can do lessons on writing simple commands in JavaScript, HTML, CSS, Python, and Ruby. One of many programs geared towards females who want to code, girl, develop it. It's called girldevelopment.com. It's an international nonprofit that provides mentorship and instruction. We are committed to making sure women of all ages, races, education levels, income, upbringing can build confidence in their skill set to develop web and mobile applications, their website reads. By teaching women around the world from diverse backgrounds to learn software development, we can help women improve their career and confidence in their everyday lives. Number three, Stanford University's Udacity, udacity.com, is one of many sites that make college courses, including introduction to computer science, available online for what? Free. Did he just say free? For what? Not free. Free, free and not. Wow. College course? seem a little slow, consider Code Racer, which is coderacer.me a multiplayer live coding game 
Newbies can learn to build a website using HTML and CSS, while the more experienced can test their adeptness at coding. Number five, the Computer Clubhouse works to help young people from low-income communities learn to express themselves creatively with new technology, as he describes. According to Clubhouse estimates, more than 25,000 kids work with mentors through the program every year. Watch Negroes going to say, yo, do you know the etymology of what mentor is? They're not going to hear nothing else, but I said mentor. And they're going to say that, yo, you know, mentor means Roman. Like, please get what you're hearing. CodeSchool.com <laughs> offers online courses in wide range of programming languages, design, and web tools. Number eight, Treehouse. Treehouse, TeamTreehouse.com provides online video courses and exercises to help you learn technology skills. Come on. I ain't even going to get into 9 and 10. It's in the book, though. Then it is right there. Just like that, huh? That's just one thing. Can I, can I interject on that, brother? Yes, sir. When we talk about code, Brother Lekou definitely laid it out beautifully and and, and uh, what he had to offer us. But what, what, the one thing he did say to, to stand out to all of us is basic, you know, um, because even though we know that our children, <laughs> they get this in their sleep. You know, I, I think it was you and I, brother, where we had a conversation where we talked about, you know, we got to hook up to the system. They're already in it. And so having said that, one of the basic things that one could do that a lot, and I, I would assure you that a lot, a lot of people don't know, is that when you, you know, you're surfing, you, you, you browse it, uh, a website or a page, to right-click to, to view the source. You know, a lot of people haven't even don't even know to view the source, the code that's behind what we see in terms of the graphics and, and the and the print that's on that particular page, which could kind of get mm-hmm. you familiar with um, what you talked about, HTML, JavaScript, and Flash, and those programs that are intertwined into a website. You know, but the code is right behind what we're looking at. And that could be a, an initial start for someone to start learning code, especially HTML. Right. Because even with the text, everything is built, it's, you know, the code is built around the text. But basic is probably key to, um, you know, the listening audience tonight because that's where you start from. Uh, Brother Mike, do you want to get into what we were also building about with including the children in the Feeder Matrix program and also where it is that they could fit in with the uh, learning how to code and, and getting set up in programs to code? 
Sure. Um, one of the things that it, with Feeder Matrix, because it doesn't ask about your age, your age, you know, the, the area where you probably would get into the age part, part would be maybe at at PayPal. So you could, ask, you know, anybody who's involved that has has children that would like to get their their kids involved in a system and, and start earning some money by utilizing the internet, you know. Um, they could actually sign their children up and get their children involved in it. And guaranteed, um, when you get them involved, <laughs> they're they're going to crack this thing wide open, you know, and um, get it really, and, you know, we're, we've used the term cracking. They'll get it really cracking when we start evolving our kids in this because this is second nature to them. You know, it'll take them... 15 to 20 minutes to sit down on it. They got it. Where, you know, <laughs> as I said it one time before, man, I sat with a system. No, no, no lie. It took me three and a half to four hours, man, to register. You know, and and but it was a learning experience too, and I enjoyed it. And at the end of in the end of the night, she was elated because she had learned something. But involving our our, our children. Man, um, sisters and brothers will take this thing to another level because they're so much further advanced than we are as far as technology is concerned. Now, they're wired for it, right? Yeah, that's that's what Brother Red stated. You know, you're right, brother. They are, and we we have to be the ones to set up the research because I'm doing I'm doing R and D right now. I'm doing research and development. Because I'm compiling, um, I'm compiling terabytes of information to feed them. Feel me? Like I'm, I'm feeding them some pills right now. Like, you know, they're getting at work because, believe me, they the ones. So it's the no, eldest. I, I, I'll lay something out. I was looking at something on um, 60 Minutes had a segment where it asked, "Was the stock market rigged?" This guy wrote a book, you know, and he was—he basically broke it down how it was, how it's rigged, and because that hardware that they have is like moving at the blink of an eye, you know. It's, it's when we talk about real time, it's beyond real time. So if I wanted to make a trade, no, they already have the hardware to went and purchase the, the the stock that I wanted to buy, and then came back and sold it to me and made a profit. So whoever designed it and whoever's controlling the the, um, the hardware, making billions of dollars every day, you know, and our, it won't be us. It's going to be our children will be able to figure out how to beat that, you know, how 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 to counteract that type of system, you know, and utilize it for for their benefit because, you know, they're already they are they are they are already a part of, you know. This electronic system that exists, they're, 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 they flow with paradigm. Yeah, we we have to catch up to it, but they're in it already. And yeah, they, they, they've been born into this paradigm. Like I said, they're literally born wired into this paradigm. Yeah, was like, I'm, so, like, I'm sure that. Huh? Also, I, I like, kind of uh, got some information where we was talking about 
Consciousness can penetrate anything, meaning it can go through a brick wall, it can go through a mountain, it can go through anything, and act faster than the speed of light. Yes. So, you know, the fact that, you know, the parents who are on the line and those who are listening to us are, you know, evolving to a higher conscious state and their children are around that. So imagine the children utilizing that consciousness to, to just really work this technology. And that we got to tap into that because we, we've got – We've got what we need all around us. We just we just haven't stopped to take a look at them and see, wow, you know. And, you know, if you let them know, these kids take that cell phone apart and put it back together like it wouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. imagine if we allowed their, them to just expand their consciousness to, to no limit, you know, and we just, Basically, we grab on, man, and learn. As 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 they move, we can learn something. But there are there there our children are our key to being competitive in this new world. Indeed. And um, have you ever heard of the term social entrepreneurship? Yes, sir. Can you break down what that is. Well, I'll give you my analogy of it. Of it is basically um, one that realizes that in order for their business to succeed, they've got to use all the all the social networking and so, social um, media paradigms to be a success. If not, you're not going to be too successful in this in this new world. Because you've got to utilize, just like we got, when you opened it up and talked about Obama winning the presidency, he won it based on the fact that he was able to use social media to his advantage and was one of the first, actually, Clinton tried it, but Obama was the first huge success at it, which is going to set a precedent for how elections are going to be won in the future. You know? Um, but if you're going to be successful in business, you know, Again, it's my analogy, you've got to utilize every social media uh, paradigm that you, you have access to, and you've got to build up those networks because that is the way that you, you accumulate customers and you're able to keep customers, you know, yes. by understanding what it is that they desire that they, and, and those customers want. And the only way that you do that is that you've got one to, to create um, a situation where you're able to gather as much information from them as you possibly possibly can, and to keep them abreast on the, the changes of your business. And and um, if your business is having sales, they got to be inclusive uh, to that because they're your lifeline. And, and if they go away, then you know they're going to another competitor or someone else is going to spend that money somewhere else, and you're going to lose. So. We've got to we've got to understand how social media is going to, is, will affect us as a whole as a people, and how it will affect our businesses as well, and what we have to do to be to, to stay competitive. Number one, you know we we've got to throw away that old thought pattern of um, 
you know, that we only don't want to do business with folks who look like us because then we'll never survive. This is, this, this is beyond just the domestic realm. It's into the international realm, and you've got, okay. you've got a product. You've got to be able to sell that product to anyone, anywhere in the world, at any point in time, 24-7. Any time. Yes, sir. I'm going to read the Wikipedia definition of social entrepreneurship. It says it's the process of pursuing innovative solutions to social problems. More specifically, social entrepreneurs adopt the mission to create and sustain social value. They pursue opportunities to serve this mission while continuously adapting and learning. They draw upon appropriate thinking in both the business and nonprofit worlds and operate in all kinds of organizations large and small, new and old, religious and secular, non-profit, for-profit, and hybrid. Business entrepreneurs typically measure performance and profit and return, but social entrepreneurs also take into account the positive return to society. Social entrepreneurship to broad social, cultural, and environmental goals and is commonly associated with the voluntarily and not-for-profit sector. Profit can at times also be a consideration for certain companies or other enterprises. Social entrepreneurship practiced in a world or international context is called international social entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think more so what you might be reaching for is social media entrepreneurs. Because the social entrepreneurship is more so speaking about people that do what we do in terms of community activism and creating products that are in the, in the realm of health and wellness, you know, but the main focus is not necessarily the bottom line. It's society, you know, you're a social entrepreneur. You're, you know, everything that you're doing is green-based and things of that nature, eco-friendly, you know what I'm saying? That's what social entrepreneurialism is. And, um, you know, the, the stuff that the conscious community do for free, that's what social entrepreneurs do for, you know, government grants and, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? And they form NGOs and get millions of dollars to uh, feed, you know, little black children hell. That's social. That's social entrepreneurs. Brown <laughs> right. Now real talk. Yeah, they're going over to feed kale, moringa, spirulina. Spirulina. Yeah. So I'm I'm making the family aware of it because in that in that void I'm sure that many of us could fill that void. You know, that's that's called doing consciousness, doing what you do for free, but doing it in a structure now that has been set up that will put you in a, a better position being honest. Yeah, but because you, of some you, of those things you feel, you feel um Continuing on that path of doing what you do for free, even though, you know, you guys have this show, and this show is basically that, without a doubt, um, social entrepreneurship. But in reality, you know, I would think that most of your audience would, would definitely want to see both of you brothers um benefit financially from what it is that you bring to the table to us. You know, 
And so even though social, social entrepreneurship is, is a needed uh, aspect, but to me, the fact that you evolve from that and evolve into a, to, to actually being paid for what you bring to the table. I mean, it, it's because really, in reality, nothing's free, you know, but you guys have made a whole lot uh, available to, uh, you know, thousands of people, and you haven't charged anything for it. And, you know, that's a good thing, but you have, you know, you have family, you have children, you have high hopes for for your families, you have high hopes, high hopes for yourselves. I, I, I definitely would imagine that. So at this point, you know, it's time really for you to start reaping some of the benefits of what you've been able to share with us, you know, um, and take it a, a step further from the social social entrepreneurship and, and actually deal with the entrepreneurship side of it because of how you guys are wired. You know, you, you, you all, both of you are wired and tapped into the change in our system, the change in, 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 in the, well, the matrix has changed, basically, and both of you are very, very aware of those changes that, therefore, you've been able to bring to us cutting-edge information to keep us, our, 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 our minds moving in a direction of that cutting-edge information. And, you know, most of us, I would believe, have, taken notes and and done our own R and D on some of what you've given us. But I just go back to say that I, I feel very strongly that, you know do, do I would I want you to quit doing what you you're doing in terms of sharing? No. But I I, I want you to benefit from it. I want you to be able to, to you know, not just be a you could be the next billionaire because of the way that you think. In the way that you you um you understand what's taking place, and there's no reason for you not to benefit from it. But you know, our going back to it, our networks are very very important, and they're important that the network is actually working towards towards the goal as well. So that'll help you. But the key of it is is the way that the both of you think. You know, you don't just think like the average thousandaire. Or just the average millionaire. You guys got a billionaire thought, and there's no reason that you shouldn't be there. Indeed. You know, and that's what now, I mean, um, yeah, I'm using that term billionaire, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not just using it loosely. I, I believe that you guys can become that. You know, that's going to be the next. You know, millionaires going to phase out. The next game is going to be billionaires. Why can't Why can't the two of you become? Why not? I mean, you know. We definitely have the uh, billionaire mindset. You know, now it's about strategy and execution. It's about team because, you know, that's not going to be able to be done without a solid team. And, um, you know, some very time shortly, you know, I, I hope that uh, we get this KTL staffing together. So amongst the family that we have in the audience that are already part of the uh, KTL empowerment movement, you know, I hope that um, we can get staff from amongst the family who also see this vision 
and, you know, everybody's ready to load into the Nebuchadnezzar. It's definitely about to go to very interesting places. I mean, brother, like brother, could be the chief engineer. You know, <laughs> keep that ship. Make sure that ship is, is functioning properly. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I don't doubt that one bit. You know, but it always comes back to, like I said, uh, structure. Yes, you know, sir. How are we going to structure this plan and execute it? So, you know, and even that comes back to technology. You know, what I'm saying because. They now have so many various different tools, internet-based tools, that will help you if you can't get the physical employees that you need. You know, that's where I'm at right now, um, looking over some of these programs that are being offered online that offer assistance, you know, for management and things of that nature. You know, I got four businesses and, and trying to run them, together uh, synchronistically if one thing goes wrong and it takes me off balance and out of direction and the other stuff starts unraveling, I can't be four or five places. So I'm starting to feel the effects of that. You know what I'm saying? I started my uh, my year off really feeling like Superman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I go to sleep sometimes feeling like Clark Kent. Um, and that's cool, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even afraid to say it. It's just it, it could be very overwhelming, and these ideas and these thoughts and these um, the potential, you know, that a lot of these uh, these offerings and these programs have, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much engaged in, in seeing them come to their full fruition. I, you know, admittingly and honestly, I haven't even gotten all the way into some of these very programs that we're talking about tonight myself because, you know, I'm I'm still editing photos that I took for my pictures for my jewelry line a month ago. You know what I mean? And and but when you got a you know, a, a few hours to work with and everything else is starting to pile on, you know, it gets tricky sometimes. You know? So, I think that uh, not only do I think, I know and I affirm those things that we're talking about are within the trajectory of our possibilities. But, uh, you know, personally speaking, you know, we just got to tighten some things up and really go at this thing ferociously. You know, we've cleared the first quarter of the year, you know, or the calendar year, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so what, what we have that remains ahead of us in terms of, you know, the remainder of this year, I think that we need to strategically attack it. So these programs that we're talking about, you know, we could put them on the board and, 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 and attack them, you know, these ideas that we're speaking of just won't be ideas that we're speaking of. You know what I'm saying? But we'll know who in our group can be assigned to these particular, um, you know, these, these programs. You know what I'm saying? We'll know whose child in the group has a proclivity for coding. So when this particular site pops up that offers 
you know, college courses for these children, that all could be integrated and that child could be sent, you know, to that school and probably come back and teach to KTL University. Yep. So the practicality exactly. of it, the execution, man, is, is, is more important than anything at this point because I think that we've overproven to ourselves that we can do anything. I think that that's overproven, you know. But the most important thing at this particular point is is just developing strategy and execution. You know, that's the only thing that's in our way is actually getting it done. And I, I look forward to that. Um, committed myself to it. And for any and everyone else, you know, that wants to participate in that journey, it's going to be one hell of a ride. You know, but we could get there a lot quicker if we go there together because the train is moving. Yep. Oh yeah, because even to get we asked brother Lake uh, brother a question of of um based on kind of what we we've, we've discussed thus far, you know, with the group that we have, what does he see um, technology wise that would be something um, easy for um, our network to get get involved in and participate in, and is there a way that it, even with that, once he answers that question, um, could that participation um, be something that uh, would benefit, let's say, the body as a whole, not just just totally just the individual, but the body um, for for participating? You know, you know, in those incubators that they have, the business incubators, there's you know. Not necessarily curriculum, but the plan is, is pretty much laid out for the new business that comes in that it has to follow, and it's usually it's a success plan. And if they follow that particular success plan, um, they're actually going to graduate and graduate out of that incubator, uh, ready to you know be a full-fledged income revenue-producing business. But from a technology standpoint, you know, we know we had a discussion once before about creating apps, you know, uh, for certain things and, you know, how valuable that could be because of the fact that, you know, you've got probably two and a half times more people with cell phones who have access to the Internet than people with computers that have access to the Internet right now. So... That cell phone is going to be so important because of, of the fact that it's going to—it's our new uh, entry point to be able to market to people, and um, and in all different ways. And, and people are going want to become—you know—initially when you start getting little advertisements, you're like, "Man, who sent me this?" You know, you you wouldn't look at it, but you know, it's with anything. The more and more and more that happens, the more people become um, conditioned to it. And mm-hmm. so that phone is going to be, you know, the, the, basically the, the, the inroads to, to, um, to your market. 
probably be able to read codes the same way that you know your you can your computer is able to do it. And um, that when that really happens, then you know <laughs> for the most part, computers going to start becoming obsolete. Yeah, it's all going to be in the phone. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. And then, and then it'll be wearable tech. It'll be hologram, which will be introduced through the Google glasses. Yeah, hologram is coming before that, brother. Hologram is already here, and they're gonna give you the, the major introduction to it. It's coming with this Captain America movie. They hologrammed out. I was told that China already had those TVs. Huh? I was told that China already had the hologram televisions. You said the China? China already has them? China already has those hologram TVs. Don't forget they I had the Tupac concert at Coachella where he was a hologram. Sorry, I didn't get that, brother. Yeah, yeah, they did, they, they did, they did that. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, the holograms. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to ask a quick question. See what your brothers think. Um, there's there's a technology company been out for a while. I've been aware of it for probably four or five years. Probably been around a little bit longer than that. Um, it's called MC Squared, and what they were doing is. They could take your picture, and they had this system that, I guess, they kept the energy at a certain level or a certain frequency, and they would take your picture and keep it under this frequency um, over a period of time, you know. So I started thinking, I was like, you know, they're actually doing this. This could be done with our driver's license and our state ID. I just want to throw it out to see what you guys thought about that. He said the technology takes your picture. Yeah, the, the, the company will, will take your picture, a hologram, and they'll do a hologram type picture, and they put it yeah. in a almost like an incubator. That that incubator has a frequency flowing through it. Um, you know, it could be like eight twelve or five. Uh, was it 528 is supposed to be? I think that's the frequency for love. And um, if you, the way they were doing it, if you had, they did a, a test on you and found out certain things about you physically, um, even mentally, and if you tested low in certain areas, they would turn the frequency up on that particular, you know, of that particular thing. So, therefore, this frequency was helping to heal you. And so my thought was, if they're doing this from a, let's say, a positive standpoint, someone could definitely be doing this to keep keep us out of lower frequencies because, you know, in order to be able to move around freely, we have to take these pictures that are usually controlled by, you know, a, a state body, per se. I don't want to get into any type of, you know, 
uh, conspiracy conversation, but I just want to see what what you right. guys thought about. Um, you know, in terms of the realm of technology, you know, we are here speaking about the importance to you know, at least get our foot into this particular realm. But like you have said earlier, a lot of this, you know, in terms of the race of the marathon, you know what I'm saying, people are um, 200 miles in. And in particular, <laughs> one of the main things that are spurning uh, tech- technology is the mi- military, you know, industrial complex because they have the surplus of funds. So a lot of these devices, a lot of these inventions that are coming out that are being um, made available to the public sector have first been utilized in the private sector by military and things of that nature. So we're going to see um, a lot of this being presented in terms of availability to us as consumers to say, look, we're making your life easier to do this than the other but more and more as we accept these things, the less and less security that you're going to have, you know? So I um, attended a, a, a seminar this weekend here in Los Angeles by the brother Siddiqui Bakari. Shout out to him. And uh, Siddiqui Bakari is the eminent expert in our community on transhumanism singularity, you know. So this is pretty much where technology is going in the next 20 or 30 years, you know what I'm saying, as the uh, movies coming out about, uh, what is it, Transcendence? Yes, Transcendence. Yeah, that technology is, is actually available. It's here. They are able to download your consciousness or your memory, for that matter, you know, onto the chip and transfer it into another entity, whether that be a clone or what have you, you know what I'm saying? And again, in the Captain America movie, they go heavily into that as well. Captain America movie hits on a lot of different themes, you know, and kind of loosely what you're talking about, if I was to take what you're talking about and kind of like stretch it on some scientific aspects, they get into that as well. And they show you how these technologies can be abused, you know what I'm saying, if taken to the uh, furthest extremes. So I think what I think about it, I think that that they're going to exhaust all possibilities with the technology. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see them do just about everything. There's going to be some abuses involved, and there's going to be some great breakthroughs, just like Facebook. Facebook is a wonderful tool. I'm able to get in contact with people that I haven't seen in 30-something years. You know, I have been able to um, meet some of the family that we're talking to, you know what I'm saying, on the phone, or at least connect with them. You know, I'm saying that I met you. I met you digitally. It's a whole new relationship that's being formed on this planet that we don't even have a context for, okay? But at what cost, okay? I'm losing a lot of my privacy voluntarily, though. So there's, 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 you know what I'm saying, there's, there's somewhat of a gift and a curse in all of these things when we're dealing with a digital technological world, and we have yet to understand 
ourselves in terms of how we interface with these particular realms. What are we gaining and what are we losing? We don't have no idea. We're not going to know until, you know what I'm saying, it's possibly too late. You feel me? But as we're sitting here and we're trying to learn code, code sitting there trying to learn you. It's a race. <laughs> you better figure it out before they do. You know what I mean? That's exactly what's happening. Well played, like brother. That, brother. Because even as all you know these technologies, now? I like how you put it on the end that we okay. got to know, got to know how to utilize them. Because if once you start learning about this technology and know exactly what it is that they're doing, then we can also reverse engineer it and use it for ourselves, for our benefit. If, as you said, even like the transcendence movie, somebody could have taken your consciousness or your memories and post on a cloud. That's basically what they're doing. They're putting it on a cloud system, on your little drone or yeah. your little clone, and having this system everywhere now. Somebody who may not be hip to the lingo, as you're saying with the languages, they might be all amazed as to, they might even go all religious. Oh, this is a miracle. How do they do that? But then somebody from a technological standpoint can see, okay, downloaded these, let me say frequencies, these bytes, megabytes. Is your phone? Megahertz. Can you speak clearer into it for some reason? Okay, hold on. It's kind of like, yeah. Everybody tell me my phone goes in and out. I don't know. You good now? Yes, brother. All right. So even with these technologies, once we know what it is that they're doing, at least we could utilize it for our own benefit. Because even all these, as, as I was making mention with the transcendence, people might not realize as to, they might see the, the ills of it, but they might not see, okay, I mean, like I, I say. use it to their benefit. Exactly. So it's even one man's trash is right. another man's treasure. Right, oh. yeah. Going, going back to what you said, Brother Leku, okay, what did you say about the technology? You're either utilizing it or you'll be utilized by it. Exactly. All right. So now... We are in the midst of a world, and I don't want to get too far out, family, you know what I'm saying? But when there's a platform to teach, I just can't miss the opportunity to get this information out because I did come, like I said, from a seminar this weekend, and I was able to peep 30 or 40 years into what the plan is, not necessarily what my plan is, but the people who are utilizing and developing technology as they're offering it to the world to enhance their media and they're offering it to the world to enhance their connectivity, and they're offering it to the world to enhance the way in which they do business, everything in life is give and take. So they're also figuring out a way that they can turn your, you, know, your, 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 you into a computer. You know what I'm saying? Well, we already uh, are. They can, we already I mean, are. I mean, in, 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 so many, in so many ways, <clears throat> we already are but I'm talking about the last vestiges of it, which is um, the transference of now emotions to robots 
okay, and the exclusion of emotions from you. You know, that, that threshold we haven't completely crossed over, but we are slowly moving there when you are now able to train a society, a world at that matter, to um, engage in um, non-contact contact. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When someone can feel that it was efficient enough to say, what you mean I ain't say happy birthday? I inboxed you. Crazy. Bugging. Or, you know, people that think this is sufficient to break up with somebody on a text. Or, you know, I poked you. You ain't poked me back. What's going on? Like, you ain't feeling me no more? And really take these things uh, as an interpersonal relationships. Like, yeah, you really believe in your own you know, story like you think that that's real. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's an exclusion now of of you know the, the personal touch is being lost. And if we go back to all of the it's been done, in particular, the uh, what was that DVD or that you can look it up on YouTube, the uh, Secret Life of Plants, I think it's called. You know. And when they show you this whole aspect of development, I think Dr. Emoto also did the, the studies with rice, and then they've done other studies with infants, with babies, toddlers, for that matter, about the importance of touch, okay, and the transference of energy by way of touch. You know, don't ever lose sight of human touch. Don't get so far into these computers where you forget that you are actually a human being and there's certain things that are required of you in regards to transference. And I'm speaking from experience, somebody who used to be on a computer 18 hours a day. And I was building up my world from there, you know. My relationships were done through the computer, my finances, everything. I might as well had the plug in the back of my head, you know what I'm saying, with my chair hoisted with a tool in my mouth. I was in the matrix for real. You know? So there's, do you feel like there, there's a grounding that we, we have to keep? Uh, I guess that was delayed or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hello? <laughs> yes, sir. So, so there's, a, there's a grounding that needs to that, that continuously be... Um, Utilized by us as well. Absolutely. Um, for some, other than others, because, you know, this is not, I'm sure it doesn't apply to everyone. Some people have, uh, what do they call it in the, um, what movie was that? Uh, what, Frio and them? Oh, Inception. Some people have those those uh those triggers that'll pull them out the matrix, you know what I'm saying? That they can't be in it all day and other others of us don't, you know what I'm saying? And it's a um it's a never ending it's a rabbit hole. 
you know, there's no ending to what can be done on a computer. It's a, it's a brand new world. Okay? It's a brand new world. Oh, it's like the boy that's, um, that, I don't know if that movie came out yet, where he um, had a bad relationship. I guess he got some program, and he, he fell in love with the program. She. Program wakes him up, talks to him, you know, just like it was his wife. Yeah, it was called she or her. Okay. So we have to keep real um, situations at the forefront, uh, even though we are developing networks and we are learning code, we are learning how to program, but we have to remind ourselves that we have to have human contact (laughs) on on a regular basis or so we don't don't get sucked on that rabbit. Right, because at the end of the day, you know, as much as, it's about, you know, some people want to make some money here. Some people want to make some money there. It's about enhancing human life. You know what I'm saying? It's about strengthening human connectivity. All right? These networks are about personalizing what it is that we want to extract from this experience, whether this experience is social, be it online or offline. You feel me? There's things that we collectively need as a family and as a people. As a network, we put those ideas and those interests together and we move as a unit, all right? The computer and the technology is a tool to be used as such. I'm just saying, you know, don't ever lose sight of that because it's a slippery slope. and You can end up, (laughs) you know, sliding down a rabbit hole. You know, so technology is important, and it's not to be avoided. There's nothing that you can do to avoid it at this point. So our conversation is what? Tall, you know, and play as a winning team. Indeed. You feel me? Because there's no there's no sidelines involved. Your life will be permanently changed forever by technology if it already is not, okay? And that particular thing, that's, that's outside of your hands unless you live in the Amazon with that tribe that they just flew over that's never seen planes. If you're not part of that tribe, you know what I'm saying, and you are someone else on the planet, your life is being adversely affected by technology. So we're saying let's get in the riding seat, you know what I'm saying, let's hoist this energy, and for those of us that are creative geniuses, let's actually put some of our geniuses to test. You know what I'm saying? Let's put some of our greatest ideas into action. Let's implement them, and let's build this world. Because like I was saying before I got cut off, this is a brand new world. You know, I don't know if this is what they were talking about with the whole 2012 thing and one world is going to end and another one starts. But we are, we, you know, we live in, in a world with these parallel dimensions in our lifetime. We ain't talking about something etheric and spiritual that you can't physically see. I've challenged people many a times, show me where cyberspace is. Nigga, that's a world within the world. Yep. 
And now you can go into this world that has endless acres, okay? There's no limit. It's expansive, just like the universe. And you can build your own part of the world, your own empire, kingdom. Your own empire, your own your own corner of the world, your own reflection. Everything that you ever wanted it to be is now available at your fingertips. You can go, you know what I'm saying? You can unplug and go somewhere and just be building. And no one will ever see or hear from you again. But you'll be a legend, you know? Just see your, yeah, just see your work. Just do your work. And I don't think there's no coincidence that the same place that, you know, the same, the same grid that feeds us this consciousness in New York is the same grid that's responsible for, you know, uh, what is known as Silicon Alley. You know what I'm saying? A boom, a boom so big that, you know, they got to rename the area Silicon Alley because they, <laughs> they got such a they got such an impact with those people in 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 that part of town. So all we're saying is, you know, it's time to tap in. It's time to play that game. Like it's really time to, you know, do what you naturally do, and that's adapt and improve upon and take it somewhere totally else. I mean, you started writing the algorithm anyway. Catch up. I mean, it, it is Moore's it is Moore's law anyway. I mean, just catch up. Remember, startups are simply ideas that formed into companies, that formed into IPOs, that went public, that got sold, and they split the money up in the exit after the exit after the companies were sold. You know what I mean? But it started as an idea. You don't have to be the one to actually write the code to build the app. You don't have to be the one to actually create the artwork or manufacture the product. You don't have to be any. You just have to have the idea and know how to connect with the right people to manufacture, market and promote, you know, uh, merchandise, get it out there, build up the build up the stocks in it, and do what you have to do. Or you could just be building up a business to pass on to your children and your loved ones. You know what I mean? It's, you know, there's so many ways that you could conduct yourself. And what we're doing is we're just providing, I mean, oh, man, when this library, when we put together this Cape Tail library and, and, and you're able to see the wealth of information that's in front of you, it's going to be, you know, overwhelming. But for right now, Everybody that's on this call tonight, this live, this this roundtable of, because, uh, you know, like Blue says, where is cyberspace? It's the light round, correct? This whole thing is taking place in the realm of light, the unseen, but, you know, all kind of information and intelligence is being transferred in the unseen. When a person calls you and you're on the other side of the of the world, there's a light that hits off of side of light that beams back down, and that intelligence is me, you listening to me speak over the phone. Yeah, man, like you yeah. just said, we light, and light reflects off of light. So that's all we are. Right. There you go. There you go. 
know. But um, library that you're referring to, I'd like to add something to it if I could. I don't know how many um, how many uh, people have joined us this evening, but I have a business plan template that's really highly uh, thought after. That is real self-explanatory in terms of putting together a concise business plan. Um, it has sections in it that basically give you instructions of what to do next. So I, I want to offer that to be placed in the library. And also, for those who have joined us tonight, I'll get it to you, Brother Red. They can um, inbox you to, to get a copy of it as well. Um, if someone's interested in developing their own business plan, this will really help them out tremendously. Indeed, brother. Yes, hello? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, what I'll do is um, I'll go ahead. I'm going to email that to you, Brother Red. Okay. And anybody listening to tonight's call, they can get in contact with you and request a copy of it. You can send it to them, but then you can also place it in, in the in the library. Uh, it's going to be very, it'll be very beneficial. I, I can assure you. Absolutely, indeed. Look forward to that. Yes, sir. You know, brother Lekou. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you know, the brother went and he read a few passages in regards to some of the websites that the family can read. Um, I want to speak about, you know, is there anything else that's immediate that the family can participate in? I don't want to just be talking to people and you got to do this and this is where it's going and da 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, what's practical? What can the people put their teeth around other than what's being offered in the Feeder Matrix group? You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of information up there. You know, but <clears throat> by way of not only coding, you know what I'm saying, not only necessarily coding, um, but are there other facets that people can involve themselves in in, in, in the tech realm, you know what I'm saying, that, that you know, is there anything outside of coding? Because, you know, let me use an example. And we're talking about an industry, right? So let's talk about the music industry. There's a lot more than do than just record music. Sure. You know, I think there was like 40-something different titles at the label. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that people do that not too many people really know about. I didn't know about it until I went behind the wall and seen, like, God damn, they got a lot of different jobs in this industry. You know, and everybody just thought that being on stage was the only way to make it industry. Are there multiple different roles that we can have our um, people in the audience looking at or some of these children considering as a as a career? <clears throat> I like that's a good question. I can see so many things I don't even know where to start. But even okay. um let me see. Even in the tech world, I mean even basically you started with the coding, so we can knock that one off. There's other things that even something as simple as video. Video is one of the most used technologies right now, and 
underutilized for so many various purposes. I mean, a lot of people, most of the videos they're going to remember is on Worldstar. And what is that? That's not doing anything progressive for them. But they could also make a video that will also expound on the course. Because, all right, boom, as you're also speaking about crowdfunding. That's also one sector in the KTL University that's going to be put out here for the family. Even they could utilize videos in their crowdfunding projects, which will also increase engagement with the, the funders out there. And that's also a great way to get your story across by utilizing video. And I know some people might be maybe intimidated to get in front of a camera, but you don't need a camera really to create videos. You can also create screencast videos. You could create videos in PowerPoint or Keynote if you got a Macintosh. I mean, there's different sectors out there that they could even get into. And can you, can you explain that to the people? I don't think that they might like thoroughly understand what you're talking about. All right, let me see if I can make that a little easier. Um, so the video. Video is it's, it's one of the best tools out there because even with video, you can also input your emotion so that people could actually bond with you. That's one of the things that video should actually be used for is to create bond or interest with somebody else. So then right. even as these people are, as I'm making the example with the crowdfunding, so they could show what it is, their project or their mission that they're seeking to accomplish and get the story across better to their funders instead of their funder probably reading 10, 10 pages of your sales letter. They might, they might even better listen to maybe an eight-minute or a 10-minute pitch on video that you're right. actually showing them because now you're activating their visuals, they're listening to you. So then even those two going together, I mean, let's just think about it. You might hear a sound. You're going to hear it with your ears, and your eyes going to automatically look, trying to find where the sound come from. And that's even a collaboration with your eyes and your ears going back to your brain. So then even right. making that connection and building that bond stronger it's a great way to also utilize it and get your point across. That's something that we can also utilize in the tech industry because, like you also spoke about earlier, there's, there's more smartphones and tablets on this planet than there's people with toothbrushes. And I'm going to say that again. There's wow. more smartphones and tablets on the planet than there's toothbrushes. Wow. They try to it's crazy. And then even with that <laughs> Wow. Everybody walking around with a mini computer in their pocket, this this smartphone technology, so they having fun with it, like I said. Some of them they not utilizing it for the best. I guess maybe that's only as far as they can see, that's as far as their uh, vision can take them. Your your smartphone your smartphone got a scratchy throat. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, I like to play dumb. Oh, hello. Time time. Okay. Yeah, my smartphone don't like me because it's like me and my smartphone is in competition. Who's smarter? <laughs> Who's smarter, right? Yeah. Right, right. I know. 
But even yeah, you could utilize such like video. Um, let me see. I mean, I don't want to jump into like my profession, but basically, I'm even I do internet marketing, copywriting, and consulting. But even just utilizing that in the tech industry, you might also. I'm gonna jump back to not even to say the apps, but a mobile website, just one step down from an app, the mobile website. There's a lot of websites on the Internet right now that's not optimized for smartphones. And, you know, it's sad but true, but a lot of people have the attention span of a goldfish. If you don't capture them in the next seven seconds, they're thinking about something else. They want something else to stimulate them. Mm -hmm. Goldfish. (laughs) <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. Yep. That's just exactly how they live in. So even right. at the mobile website, some of them, they don't want to scroll. They don't want to try to zoom in and zoom out to see what it is on your website. They just want to flick it on their thumb. Right. A scroll and a click. That's all they want to do, a scroll and a click. So even utilizing technology like those, making things that accessible and optimized for your smartphone. That's also another, that's another job right there in the whole tech sector. Right. You can see other things like, I saw a video, we could do cell phones, we could, there's a lot of things out there we, we could bridge the gap with, with technology. I mean, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how far I could go into it, Even as I'm saying, like like, even creating the assets, like I said, with the video, we could create different, hmm, I'm trying to think of it. I don't want to go too deep on it because I I I can think you get the one-on-one. A question, Brother Leku? Yes, sir, Brother Michael. There was a conversation we had, I think it was Brother Red, and I'm, I'm not sure the Brother Red or Brother Blue shared with us a site that would allow you to almost create like a um, caricature, a caricature type video uh, for free, you know, because we were talking about creating some videos for Theater Matrix. Yes. And um, I, I thought about that, and I was wondering um, – it was it was one of the three of you who shared that information, and um, tonight there was a theater matrix two by four uh, demonstration again, and um, you know it was brought to my attention by one of the brothers that that's a part of our network. That the issue they had is that um, the the presenter doesn't make itself available to answer any questions, so. My, I, I planned on getting with you, Brother Neku, but I didn't know which, who actually presented this about us developing our own two-by-four presentation for the family and um, being able to, uh, one of the things Brother Red stated about having a, um, what is that, a, a, the Google, um, the Google, Google Hangout. Meeting. Yeah, right. Google Hangout. Google Hangout meeting. And 
um, making a presentation that way uh, with that. You know, I, I didn't mean to cut you off from, from your thought, but I, I just wanted to ask which one of you brothers that put that on the table because that's something that yeah. we, we could do okay. immediately right now and even get some ideas from, from the family um, as well as to some things that they would like to see done or um, things that be, should be made available to them that could help them as well to, to enhance their business and to, to um, make their marketing efforts successful. Yeah, I would I would want to do uh, a presentation or a seminar that would answer the FAQs, the frequently asked questions. We I would want to just come with this, you know, let them ask their questions so we could actually problem solve and demonstrate, you know, uh, problem solve by demonstrating and showing and proving, you know what I'm saying, what it is that we're talking about. So, yeah, I totally agree. And even with this presentation tonight, family, it really doesn't any just it doesn't do it does justice, but it's visual. You know, I mean? it was constructed, and this is this has been written to be a visual presentation. So it's a lot of stuff that you need to just see. And technology has caught up. I stopped doing YouTube four years ago. I said I'm gonna just sit back and do this radio and do some other stuff. I'm actually waiting for technology to catch up. And it's here now, and every like like the brother was saying, you know, um, commercials are thirty seconds and one minute, and they sell multi-billion, trillion-dollar products sometimes. You know, they push a billion-dollar multi-multi-billion-dollar industry, thirty-second clips. So same product that they're selling, you sell. Who told you you couldn't do a commercial, Cosby? Who told you that? With YouTube, you could do anything. With the app market, you can do anything. You could you could create anything that you want. This is what this whole thing is about: the creativity and being able to commodify, being able to capitalize, and being able to crystallize. You know what I mean? That raw creativity that we have as a people. What we're saying is, look. I have a book that's over 300 pages that's showing you this market. This this is a this is a, um, a paradigm that you have to participate and jump and play in. This is you. This is built for you. Keep in mind, the algorithm is something. The algorithm that is something that was created in the Moorish Renaissance. Okay, the binary code, all of this stuff is working off of your power system. Once again, something that you have drawn up, a formula that you created, that your people put together. You are the computer. You are the Internet. We are the Akashic records and things. But this is that dimensional shift that they were talking about where you're going to see the physical merge with the spiritual because what is this whole light error thing? What is this whole digital cyberspace experience but the light error? It's the unseen. You, you feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, we got some stuff to do with that Google Hangouts, boy. You can. You got some stuff to do with that. Yeah, yeah. The new the new, the new, new platform for Know the Ledge, along with uh, our blog talk. Excuse me? All right. Now I'll wait till you finish. Yeah the new platform where we will converge 
and do uh, our visual presentations will be on our Know the Ledge University YouTube channel that we just launched that has the clip on it with Dr. Sabi. Thousands upon thousands of people have subscribed to the station already, the channel, and they've seen the video. And we're also going to be participating in Google Hangouts. And Google Hangouts will be specific groups. If you're in this group and we're in this hangout, we're hanging out, but we're dealing with real business. There's money on the table. <clears throat> we're not coming in, you know, proverbial hangout. We're coming in to do the work. And we could do this 24-7 if need be, but it just has to be or um, it has to have solutions attached to it. It has to be, you know, it has to make sense. You know, it has to will. It has to yield results of the collective. It's not. It has not. This is not about red or blue. It's the collective. We've perfected a system that everybody gets to eat at the table, and it's leftovers upon leftovers if you need it. And it's multiple all all kind of meals. You eat pork. We got that too. We got pork stocks, city <laughs> stock, stock options, stock and steak. Taking blondes. I mean, right. you know, we got it all. Now, can I piggyback on that stock statement? Can you veggie yeah. back on it, brother? We yeah, veggie uh, back on it. Hold on, we're on a holistic program tonight. <laughs> You're in a holistic zone, brother. You're in a holistic flight zone. Can you can you please veggie back on that statement? I'll veggie back on it, brother. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm going to make a statement, and I have to kind of make a disclosure at the same time. I'm not a a licensed securities officer, nor am I a part of any of the financial institutions, but I work as a business consultant. I have a client, this particular client, um, about maybe 120 days ago, decided that they wanted to get into the same space that Bitcoin is in. And... In January, the end of January, they launched, this particular client launched um, its own um, cryptocurrency company. And, you know, as well, most of us know that Bitcoin started off at a, at a set price, and that price skyrocketed as high as like $1,300 for a coin. For a coin. And... Um, right now, I think it's hoovering around about $500. But mm-hmm. um, this particular client, they started at $20. Uh, as of uh, this morning, the coin was at 70 So within a little over a 60-day span, it went from $20 to $70. Um, wow. As of recently, they're tying themselves into the cannabis arena, you know, um, Colorado, California, um, states where the dispensaries are going very, very well. Some of these dispensaries are going maybe um, in in the area of $60,000 to $70,000 a week. And um, so company um, is going to be the bank for some of these dispensaries. And because the, uh, the banks don't want to take that money due to the fact that, you know, the money is insured by the by the Fed, the federal government, and therefore, you know, the government isn't 
uh, totally thumbs up on, on what's taking place, but because the states have sanctioned it, you know, for the most part, the government hasn't totally stood down, but it's standing down. Having said that, you know, early on we talked about developing um, our own companies to at some point take public because we've established our own network, and those who are part of our network will be a part of that publicly traded company. This, this particular client is going to go public, so I won't mention the name of the company on the air, but anyone who uh, is interested in getting some more information about it, and they're, they're, they're going to be going public within the next 60 days. Um, I have a short window of being able to share information, and that, that window will probably be about 48 hours. After that, I won't be able to talk about it for about 30 days but because it's a quiet period. But, um, you know, this is, this is one of those opportunities that they, they come around, but they don't come around often where you could become a part of the uh, startup part of it. But, you better get on that train. Yeah. yeah, so what's happening with that cannabis situation, just 10 of those companies is about $2.4 million a, a month. Comes out to around about $27 million a year. And if you just took that in revenues and um, went to the stock market, it would be 7 to 1. Just alone, the company would be a $140 million company, but it, it's grown from $20 to $70 for the coin. It seems like it's taken that path that Bitcoin took in terms of growth, but it did that in a matter of probably 70 days. So um, one, there's a couple pluses that they have, and I can discuss them personally with anybody who's, who's interested. But uh, like, I get, like I said, I got 48 hours that I could probably talk to, talk to, to you about it, and after that I won't be able to discuss it. Give me information, Mike. Yes, sir. Oh, um, actually, you can inbox me at iConsult, I-C-O-N-S-U-L-T, 888 at gmail.com, and send your name and a phone number, and I'll, and I'll, I'll call you back uh, as soon as I get it. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, man, big things are going but I said that to also to say that that's another space that's out there technology-wise that we shouldn't go to sleep on. Matter of fact, two spaces. Um, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but cannabis is huge. Huge. Not, I, I want to say that again. I, it is huge. These boys are organized, man. You know, I... I, I, I was sleeping on it. I didn't know it was this big. It, it's huge. I mean, they're, and they're geared up because they know they know that they'll come to a state near them, you know, and they're getting ready. Um, to, they're just going to keep going. Imagine all it, yeah, imagine it in 50 states. Man. <laughs> so all you got to do is – Theoretically, like if it really goes down, if it gets down to this, just have a Seattle or a Denver address. You could right. be growing that in the bathroom. Just have an address and you're online. Like, yeah, Seattle. You know what I mean? 
And people are you're gonna you're gonna be hold on, a part hold on, of hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't do that. No, I'm not don't do that. Don't do that. All right? I said it's that bad. I'm in California. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you. Until you experience it, I mean, you yeah. just... It's unprecedented. Well, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, this whole... <laughs> this whole state is up in smoke. So, I could just imagine what them receipts look like. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And once again... You know, this is a arena that you very rarely you're gonna find us, you know, playing in, in, in a power position. You know, we are consumers in this entire arena. Right? As we have right. promoted and popularized cannabis, you know, they have a soundtrack because of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't turn on one song without hearing about smoking. But I just came from this conversation today because of the unsavory business antics of some of us out here on the West Coast, you know what I'm saying, that decided that they wanted, you know, to hit a lick to get some quick money. They destroyed it, you feel me, for the majority of melanated people on this coast. So the Mexicans control it and the Caucasians control it. And they got a no Negro rule enacted because they're like, niggas can't be trusted. There's too much money involved and they always want to pull pistols because they think this is a hustle when it's a full-fledged business. So there's a need and a necessity for somebody to step, step in and Nah, real talk. Real talk. That was it, right? You know, you know, they got it on lock. I mean, it's ridiculous, B. You understand me? That, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, if, if you can imagine <laughs> them legalizing crack gates in 88 or 89, yeah. right? Yeah. If they was to legalize crack houses, crack gates, that would explain what's going on out here. Mm-hmm. You understand? You can get legal weed designer at that. You know, like you starting from OG. Starting uh, from OG. Ten dollars oh, yeah. a gram. Like, yeah. Are you crazy? Do you know what's going on out here? And then, but you know, um, you got those liberal states. Up, on, uh, up east that are going to be coming aboard. So uh, you, New Jersey. Got, you, you got boys that are traveling around right now, man, giving seminars. Matter of fact, my client is going to be going to one in Boston tomorrow morning. You know, I, I read the article that I read that gave me an idea about what was going on financially. It was an article that came out in the paper out here, but they were talking about the possibility and they were saying that it's not far off. They were talking. The article was focused on New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, New, New Hampshire, Jersey. Rhode Island, yeah. 
Rhode Island, uh, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, yeah. and it's going to come on down. It's going to come. It's going to start there first and come down. But these boys are getting prepped, man. So the key is the dispensaries. You know, setting the dispensaries up, man. It's ten to twenty thousand dollars a day in the dispensary. Yeah, the dispensaries are retarded. You know, you know what I'm saying? The dispensaries so, are retarded. So the real money, the way that they had laid it out in this article, and it was a New Jersey farmer, and he said he was growing in Jersey, but there's a lot of rules and stipulations, so he couldn't really branch out and break out the way that he wanted to, but he's waiting. He's committed to wait until it breaks open, and he's going to go ham, right? right? But he said he said it's, it's, it's two things. He said he grows organic herbs, and he grows weed. He was like, those two industries right there, monsters. So he's not, grow, you know what I mean? He's like growing like the herbs. You feel me? Like burdock and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like no full-fledged crops, just the herbs, organic. Okay? And organic, like the brother Terrence Miller told you, that, that shit is a farce. It's a hustle. They're just giving you ways to make extra money. It's all about the fertilizer that you put in the soil or the different, you know, the lack of chemicals that you put in the soil. That's what's making things organic. It ain't got nothing to do with no seeds. All this stuff mm. is hybrid. You feel me? All of it. The weed, all of it. But they're making a killing. But so the key, you can key hold key on to your... your <laughs> one we don't need to sleep on is him. Huh. Yeah, and that's yeah. yeah, that that's that's where you know that's the, 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 the one we need, need, need to get on because it'll be the one that takes the suspicion off of it. Yeah, yeah. The hemp, the hemp is is, is you know because you go to hemp oil, the hemp seeds, right. hemp right. milk. Right. Man, if you do research, you know what I'm saying? You know, they got so many hemp oil companies. So yeah, yeah. Hemp lotion. So you know the clothing. You know, yeah. hemp, hemp is something that is industrial. There's so many uses for it. You can keep spinning it and spinning it, you know. But um, <clears throat> that's not what they, you know what I'm saying, they, they more so focus in this industry around. Um, to the medicinal, uh, the medicinal yeah, cannabis. The, the designer, the designer yeah. medicinal yeah. cannabis. But it's gonna usher it's gonna usher hemp in. And that's the farming that we need to do. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I, I mean I, yeah. I, I don't wanna be incorrect, but my opinion is they ain't gonna be letting us grow that shit. They go what? They're not gonna let us grow that grow that um in a lot large quantities like that. But we can get that we can get hemp. We can capitalize on those hemp markets. Yeah, hemp is key. You know, you can't go wrong. But yeah, you get strong in the hemp, and then you move into the into the mar into the marijuana. Right into the other one. Right. What what actually got me on the track was I, I found a company. It was a publicly trading cannabis company, and I was like, um, it was a low of a dollar fifty and a high of sixty five dollars per share. So I I was trying to dig in to find out how did this thing get to sixty five bucks. You know, and that just opened up a whole can of worms of of the industry that's out there. It's already organized, poised, and waiting. 
Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so but they're going to they're going yeah. to start using uh, cryptocurrencies as their as their banks. As their bank, exactly. So it's not even like it's still in the stages of being set up. So we haven't even seen, you know. Oh, they're still treating the boys just like you know. If we was doing it on the street, you know, you got to stack that paper in your house. That's what they're doing, yeah. man. They got guys with millions of dollars in their houses because the bank won't take the money. <laughs> yep. So they got to turn it into Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, this is interesting. But, yeah, I mean, family, we are the original cannabis and crop growers, crop owners. You know, these are crops. So we're talking about taking advantage of industries where it's going to become legal to sell a crop that will enrich, you know, that will make you, you know, It'll help you build. Like, like your brother was mentioning out, out on the coast, how you know a few fewer of us have messed it up for the masses. We got to create penalties for that shit because um, it's a six hundred billion dollar industry. Just get ready to boom. Mm. Wow. And it's one of those things where we can't let street habits keep us out of the game. Indeed. We can't let ignorance keep us out of the game. $600 billion. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's the money like, yeah, Obama man. gave Walt. That's the money he gave Wall Street. <laughs> that's the bailout, yeah. That's the, the bailout, bailout, man. And that's, that, what that will do also, man, that's the, that's the other thing that will um, free a whole bunch of brothers from being locked down for for uh, bullshit crimes. Because they ain't never going to What they're you. doing, <laughs> in my opinion, I, this is my opinion only, what they're doing is those states where you have the corporate prisons, they're giving them boys a chance to restructure and get their paper right to get into this game. Because there's more money in, in, in that cannabis than there is in locking somebody up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're at the table. They're talking. They're trying to figure it all oh, yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're talking, man. That's, you, you know, they're, they're talking about the transference of, yeah, they're saying our crop is more valuable than your crop. And in this case, they're talking prisoners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is the Civil War all over again. Basically. Basically. This is the Civil War all over again. One industry is banging on the next. And it's, 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 it's you know, they, 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 it's going to come down to what it's going to come down to. You know, as I've seen a few posts um, on Facebook talking about you know, how crazy it is that, you know what I'm saying, in, in one state, it's illegal and, and it's unfairly affecting us. As a, I mean, just think about New York City, for instance. Stop and frisk, okay? 
at the same time, you know, the Stop and Frisk Task Force is about guns. You know, they also have a task force that when they jump out, you know, they were sending people to Rikers Island for roaches. Not for a gram, not for ounces, for roaches. You understand? They would jump out and people were swallowing, you know, blunts or what have you, chewing them up and all of that. You know, they still was bringing people in, running you through the system. They caught you with something and they didn't run you through. At least, you know, they were going to take your name and, and, and write you up, what have you. All of that, you know what I'm saying, is effectively and adversely, um, you know, messing up somebody's possibilities to get a job, especially a city job in New York, you know, and you get that slight on your record. So at last uh, count that I read when I was reading The Village Voice and they was talking about Stop and Frisk, they said half a million. Mm-hmm. Half a million. Half a million. They railroaded half a million black and Latino teens that was catching petty marijuana cases. Per year. Petty marijuana cases. Those people's lives are adversely affected forever unless they find out about network marketing or some of these other industries that don't discriminate on someone having a record. But anything else, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's is their feeling. They might even be discriminating over there now. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Well, because no you know, they're, they're, they're part of, they're not even part of the minimum wage conversation. The reason being, 50% brother, because... unemployed black males in New York City, 50%? And that's just based on the census. 50%? You're not even counting yeah. the dudes that's on the block getting it. So... You know, the culture, we're talking about a culture where it could be so cutthroat and trifling in New York when it comes to, you know, because the weed game is a crack game in New York now. You know, you get your head taken off of that, period. And then you come over here and it's legal? <laughs> like, that's 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 weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, that does something to you mentally. If you like, huh? Wait, wait, what, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, and these niggas out here still ain't got no jobs. So, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you know, there's no black growers. You know what I'm saying? I, they got dispensaries in the hood, so I would. I would I would surmise that there's some black dispensaries there in the business and people are making money over the counter, but nobody's growing. They're not in Humboldt County. They don't have a foot in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there there's there's qualifications that you can get as a patient out here. The level the different levels that you get your card they allow you to grow. You could grow up to a hundred plants. Hmm. Huh? Are you understanding what I'm telling you? One person is authorized and approved by the state of California based on the level of, you know, whatever um, 
They said that, you know what I'm saying, you got X, Y, and Z. You go ahead and grow 100 plants for yourself. They're giving you license to start an operation. 100 plants? 100. Negroes better get their thing together. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you, the conversation at the end of the day, they're going to be like, yo, like, are you serious? We did what to you? You, you can't be serious. We did what? There was no opportunity exactly. where? That's why I'm reading. Like, nah. I, mm-hmm. Blue, I only got to read one I mean, page. This is crazy. I'm trying to tell you. They they, they no, throwing it out. One person, a hundred plants? Come on, son. No oversight. It ain't like they're coming to your crib and checking up. And like, <laughs> I mean, let's see the status of your plants. You just woke them all? Come on, they know what they're doing. It's nothing but alley-oops going on. You feel me? While the ostrich got his head in the sand, ain't nothing but alley-oops going on. Like, they, they alley-ooping Jupiter for the slam dunk. Like, yo! Are we missing it? How are we missing it? Where are our leaders at? You need to step back and ask yourself, where's the Snoop Dogg strain at? The Raptors is not even, you know what I'm saying? They not even, got, they don't even, they ain't even need the, this ain't coke. You ain't got nothing to hide. You feel me? If you got your finger, your foot in this, then you would want it to be known. Well, I got my own strain. I got my own this. I got my own that. Mm-hmm. There's nobody even playing the game like that. You know what I'm saying? These dudes are dope fiends, like, they're, 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 you know, that inebriated and, and, you know what I'm saying, they're that high that they can't see an opportunity in front of them. They can't see it. Mm. They take advantage of it. And they got they run around here telling you that they're bosses. Nobody boss up on this, yet everybody smokes. That's crazy. And you don't have to be special. That's why I said you can be a patient a patient and be allowed to grow X amount of plants on your own full-scale operation. And then you get four of your buddies together. You feel me? I ain't got to tell you that. That's That's how that shit is going down out here. This is, this is real. Wow. But I'm missing. There's something I'm missing. Maybe I've been on a computer too long and I ain't been in the streets long enough. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm that detached and somebody has to fill in some blanks. But, you know, as a people, man, we, we, we really got some sobering up to do in regards to opportunities and being so fanatical about opportunities. Like, if the shit was, if, if it was hustling, right? If it was an illegal develop, um, element involved, like, I... The dudes that I did meet out here, there's brothers, and they grow and they're doing it illegally. They don't even want to do the shit legally. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to pull in somebody that got a car. That's all you got to do. Like, it's just, it's a mechanism that just doesn't allow us to do things if it's within the confines of whatever the rules are. We got to always try to cut corners, and we end up shortchanging ourselves. 
because the shit is already structured for you to win. Hold up. It's structured for you to win. Hold up, Blue. Family, uh, 347 637 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I, I'm going to bring them on for Here Comes the Boom Part 2. You know what I mean? Like, tonight was just our warm-up. Uh, we're going to get more into the book. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get more into um, definitions of these terms that you're going to want to know as you navigate through this uh, this whole cycle of, um, you know, just the boom. So that's coming up real soon. You know what I'm saying? If there's anybody in the, uh, any one of the audience members that have a question, now is the time that you can press 1 and we'll open up their line. Anything that you want to ask, either uh, Red or Blue, late Brother Lake Cool, Brother Mike, from the information that you heard tonight, or if you want to add on, if you have something that you want to add on to the family that they could uh, benefit from, you go ahead and press 1. We'll open up your line. Anybody that's interested in the uh, the book club, uh, the e-books, the cyber library, KTL Empowerment at Gmail, uh, anybody who is interested in the free give out, the brother Michael Singleton uh, gave as a courtesy from his from his company, that also is uh, send us your email at KTL Empowerment at Gmail, and we got you. We'll hook you up. Yeah, that was, just, that was my commercial blue. If you got anything else you want to add? Ocean 14 Corp. Showgobiz.com. Mypowerpieces.com. Uh, new line is still coming. I know that I said that it's about to hit uh, maybe a week or two ago, but finalizing some things on my end. And, um, yeah, the site is coming. Law44.com, you know, we are putting something together that's uh, intended for Friday. If we don't make Friday's date, you know what I'm saying, there will be a rain date involved. The information is just too much. And um, it's just so much going on. I, I just That's something that I would have to really lock myself in the crib for two days straight and just bang everything out because I got information that's just all over the place. But yeah. I am working to have it complete by then. You know, we're going to do a follow-up on another one okay. of the fours, whether it's the 13 or the 22. So KT the Off Degree is coming back April 22nd here on this program. Hollywood Decoded, of course, he's going to be tackling that Captain America plus some other joints, you know what I'm saying, that's only he can do, trust me, you definitely want to be in the building because they are going in for the mm-hmm. Captain America joint. Oh, like, uh, silly. Yeah. And yeah, they going in, babe. I heard. I They're heard. going in, but, you know, it's a good look. You got a new melanated superhero, you know what I'm saying, my dude Anthony Mackie, the Hulk. Yeah, the Falcon. Legend. Yeah, Falcon. Legend. Yeah, I heard. You know what I'm saying? Dudes going to be coming outside with eye patches. Think they G'd up like Nick Fury. Legend. (laughs) 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 They feeding you, fans. They trying to feed you. Hold on. Let me go ahead and open up these lines. All right. 
Let's go to the first caller, caller from the 323-474 page. Welcome to Know the Last. Peace, guys. How are everyone doing? Peace, all peace, well. all you. Peace. I want you brothers to know that uh, I'm in my uh, early 60s, and I like everything y'all putting down. I'm so glad y'all bringing it just like it should be brought. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Man, I'm out here. I'm out here on the Thank West Coast. Been out here for a moment. I'm just so impressed with you young brothers, man. And, man, I just pray y'all keep it up, man. Please don't let them get in between what y'all doing because y'all, y'all truly laying it out. Thank you, brother. We're here, though. We've been doing this for for the long run, so we, we, we definitely are here for you, brother. Peace, and I appreciate that. Now, now, my my question is this, brother. You know, I I'm like I'm, I'm you know I, I study pretty deep in uh, you know different things that I'm watching, you know, and seeing. But this Marvel thing and this DC thing, man, this thing is bringing so close to home. I, I mean, it's like it's shocking how they're coming out with this, with, how they're coming out with it now. So I mean, like every two years, every three years, they come out with these big yes. blockbusters. You know, yes, and they, see, they they yes, are on an unprecedented time schedule. You know what I'm saying? It's um, like they're preparing for something. I mean, you know, it's like it's something getting ready to go it's, down. Like, like it's, like it's a, not so much they're preparing for something as so much as they're preparing the people for something. Something. Yeah, so there you go. What, what, what these big blockbusters have now become are uh, they are the um. The synergy that happened after 9/11 with Hollywood and the military-industrial complex, of which, for those of us that have done our studies, we know that the, um, you know, what I'm saying that marriage has has been made, but they went public with it because the Pentagon has a Hollywood bureau in the Pentagon. So mm. these movies serve several agendas at the same time, like everything else does. So the, these movies are not opposite what we're seeing on TV because the TV is just an extension of the movie anyway, okay? So you might have a situation where it serves a political purpose, it serves an esoteric purpose, okay? And as, you know, it, it fulfills a, a bunch of other little agendas, you know, what they have been able to do in some odd way you know, it's put these particular movies together and these movies coincide with the the current news cycles, like the stuff mm-hmm. that's in the news, right? So you're like, how did somebody write a script, shoot a movie, and the shit is on time? Because the movie takes two years to produce and the script right. had to be written about three or four years prior to that for it to go through all of the, you know, green lighting and editing and rewriting of the scripts and they got to, you know, adapt it and, and get the actors and then actually shoot it, then post production and then put it on the track and it lines up perfectly. 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 You know. And and, and, and the flip side of that too, if you if you ever look like for instance, when twenty four first came out, you see how close to reality that whole script was from the beginning, from season one all the way up to season eight. And now they're coming back. They're coming and now they're coming again. back. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just thinking about that the other day while I was thinking about film and propaganda. And I was like, well, I was like, they used 24 to prepare society for a black president. Correct. 
On point. I said, On point. I said, then they, On I said, point. then they flipped, they flipped it, right? And then they used scandal to prepare you for a white Republican president. Because if you took a poll, if you took a poll of America right now, and you polled Barack Obama versus that president that's in scandal, who do you think would win? Hmm. Those people are more into what that president does on scandal than they are into what Barack Obama is doing around the country, around the world. That's right. The only thing they're concerned right. with is if you talk crazy about him. If you talk crazy about him, they're coming out to see you. But they're not following the fact that he went to the Vatican last week and he was over here. And he was over. They're not following the, the, the bits and in particulars of his travels and his legacy and his presidency. You know what I'm saying? No, they're not emotionally invested in that. They're not showing up to Washington marching for him. But they would actually show up if, if, <laughs> if Handel told people... We need you in Washington next week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them yeah. Negroes will show up. Got it. Because they're <laughs> so emotionally invested into this show, the scandal in the White House dealing with, you know, this black woman that's a bad wench for a white president. But they could care less about the real scandal in the White House. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's amazing. That's, that's it. That's so deep, they're, they're using that show, of course, to prepare them again for what they consider, you know what I'm saying, a, um, a Republican white male president, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, and, and like you said, but they bring a 24 back as well. Yes, he's so right. here's this dude, right? Here's this dude, and I, I, I apologize for cutting you, but it's all coming to me about why I was rationalizing and making this analogy. I'm like, here's this dude who, right, he's working out of this uh, anti-terrorist cell unit, okay, in D.C., and he is dispatched to Desaul to, 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 um, to, you know, to, to, to put the fire out on global incidents and affairs within a 24-hour span. What the hell do Olivia Pope do? <laughs> She's part of a a cell, right? Right. An anti-whatever unit it is, because sometimes they do, ter- you know, it, you could be an anti We can look at it like that. She's a socialite, you know what I'm saying? She's part of the scene. She's in D.C., and she has to defuse you know what I'm saying? These particular situations within a 24-hour span, more than likely, you know, most of the time, or within a show, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. But see, what what what, what got me is how, is how yeah, and how they ended 24 his last time. Now he's rolled, so he he's he's wide open now. They could send him anywhere, yeah. and he's gonna do whatever you know you, you know, he because he's got that mentality. Where he's gonna do whatever it takes. Right. So wasn't didn't Barack Obama sound like he was the president in twenty four mm-hmm. last week when he was talking about dirty bombs in Manhattan? Come on now. Is this shit not a script? <laughs> but man, look at the chain of events that happened today, like that quake that took place in uh I don't know if, I don't know if you guys know about that in Chile. You Chile. see how they put man, look. Now here's the crazy part about it. 
uh, here here locally in on the west coast at wait, Channel wait, Four. Wait. What happened in Chile? They had a it had an eight point two earthquake, and yeah, it happened on the coast of Chile. It happened on the coast of Chile. Yeah. Now they're saying it's like they're saying it's like uh, two they're saying it's like two miles out, twenty four miles down. So it's going to be they're talking about tsunami now. So everybody's trying to get the heck up out of town. But see, what I saw today that was pretty was was very unusual. You know, when, when stuff like that happens, I always try to go to a different station to see who's covering it, see who's really paying attention to it. CNN didn't have nothing. They on that that uh, that mystery flight from uh, disappeared over the, <laughs> over the Indian Ocean. Yeah, or Malaysia. So they own that. You know, none of the other channels, but Channel Four, local Channel Four here, play. I mean, they they interrupt news and they played it all the way to the hilt. Then when we went to, the, to, to to national news, national news didn't mention not one thing about it. So, you know, I'm looking at this fear factor thing that they got going on the West Coast now because, you know, we've had like, what, two 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 minor or so-called minor earthquakes in the last within uh, within a month. Yeah. And and now if, if and I don't know, Red, Red, you out here on the West Coast, right? Blue. Blue, you out here on no, the West Coast. Blue, yeah. Okay. We had they had an earthquake last program and I was on the program on Friday night. The the five point two hit from La Hambra, right? Yeah, yeah. They when had and because I did the research I found out they had eight hundred earthquakes last week. Yeah. Yeah. In California. And if you pay yeah. attention uh-huh. like for instance on the radio now, where earthquake insurance they was they advertised it to the hilt now. On all the on all the talk show radio stations, mostly on like uh, the uh, the uh, was that the conservative radio stations, like they push an earthquake until it's like like you wouldn't believe now. I mean, every other commercial is about prepare for, prepare for the big one. It's coming. It's gonna come. You know, you need to go on and get this earthquake insurance because if you don't, you know, you're gonna be caught out into the lurch. You know. Oh, <laughs> they talking about that? That's how they oh, pushing yeah. it. That's how they're pushing it, brother. They're pushing it tough. I mean, like, and I said, like I said, if you just pay attention to, like, the conservative stations, you know, where, you know, you rush Limbars and all those other kind of stations like that, man, they push it quick and short like you wouldn't believe it, brother. Like you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, you go into certain stores, like, for instance, you know, like, like, for instance, you know, I live close to Marina, man. You go on, on the weekends, you go to Costco. This Saturday, I just happened to happen by there, man. Dang, you couldn't find a parking space nowhere. Uh, I mean, people coming out with, man. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, I had to say, but these, these, these people, they're going underground, partner. They're going underground, and they're not playing. Yeah. They're taking this thing real serious. And see, that's that's the that's the crazy part about it, because you know, when this thing goes down. Who gonna be who? Who gonna be the most disheveled? It's gonna be us, uh-huh. as always. Because our, our people are not paying attention. You know, just like it was with Katrina, man. You know, they're not paying attention to this disaster thing. This disaster thing is real, man. It's real. I mean, I mean, I, and I don't mean to be jumping subjects, but I mean they all to me they all kind of tie into each other. Because at the end, at this end time, you know, he's gonna be telling off on himself. He's gonna be telling you exactly how he's gonna how he's gonna go out. These are the last days, but do I still afraid? Show up to the last time in my brand new days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brother, but they are, um, you know, and I'm glad that I have 
somebody that is actually out here with me <laughs> that I can bounce this commentary off of, you know. Well, anytime, um, anytime, anytime, anytime. I'm down for it, it. It is like La La Land in terms of the the low, the low ability, the way that people are asleep out here is unprecedented. Like, I've never witnessed anything like this in my life. <laughs> Well, that's in why regards they, call to, they don't call it La La Land for nothing, brother. It's, it, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I thought it was called La La Land because of you know they call marijuana La La. No, man. These people, <laughs> man. Look, whatever they got, whatever's going on out here as far as on that tip, I mean, our people are truly sweet. And it's going to take something like a major earthquake to shake them up and wake them up, if that's going what it's going to take. You know, and like I said, you, you brothers, back are, you brothers are like a breath of fresh air. You know, <laughs> y'all, y'all you know, like they're a gonna try to, they're gonna they're gonna try to get back to whatever they was doing before the quake, after the quake. Uh, it, you know, they're gonna walk over bodies. Like they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna hit up Walmart, something retarded. Yeah, and 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 they're gonna smoke. They're gonna smoke it. They're gonna try to drink it, and smoke it out. And some of them ain't even gonna know where hit them. Mm-hmm. They just gonna think like they had a bad trip, like oh shit, what happened? But yeah, there's there's like literally funny, and we're not saying this because we don't love our people. We're telling you no, this because we love it our love. people. I'm telling you, there's nothing short of a a asteroid hitting this joint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like aliens won't even do it. They too cool out here for that. Like an alien, they can land a ship and all that. They be like, "Who's that?" No, it's just some aliens. <laughs> like well, they just going I, back. I know, like some of the people that I have talked to pertaining to this earthquake thing have made it very clear that if we ever have like a major. Like, especially at the fault that they're talking about now that they plan up that no one seems to know about, that all of a sudden it's right up under the middle of L.A. that runs from, uh, I think it's from Whittier all the way to downtown. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. All of a sudden like, they talk about that, after now, that, that that last you know? quake. They're like, yeah, it was right under the fault. Yeah. So like, now this is a fault that's been asleep for, they say it's been asleep for like, you have, a, you have earthquake on this fault every, I think it's 2,000 years. But now all of a sudden now it decided to wake up, you know. But 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 you know, like like I said, most people what they're not paying attention to is that if we ever had a major earthquake out here off this coast, from what I was told by some some really prominent people who are in this who are in this thing to win it, that it's going to go from the coast. And they said the beachfront property will end up being. Are you ready for this one? The safest mm-hmm. place that you could possibly get to would be San Bernardino. So now you imagine yes, I was, from the coast. From I, was, the coast I, was told that, I was told that. I was told that this afternoon. Shout out to my brother, Jason L. <laughs> he was like, you got to come up to the Inland Empire. He's like, that's the only place that would be safe. He's like, San Diego is going to be in the water. He's like, LA is going to be in the water. He's like, all of this is going to be wiped out. Wiped out. They said all the way the safest place to be would be in it would be in San Bernardino. Now imagine imagine this happening. Now it's jumping off, and you trying to get to San Bernardino. There's just no way. Oh, it's, it's no just way. no way. It's no way. You know, because I mean, wings. just trying to yeah. just trying to get. I have to go from San Mo to Torrance three times a week because you know one of my jobs is out there in Torrance. 
Man, look, my best day, it takes me 45 minutes to get there. So that's a four or five. So you imagine if something was to jump off, and you and you notice now they're widening all these freeways. I mean, and they're widening all for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, because the one thing I've learned over the years is that this this man don't move without a purpose. He always has. Not, a not, o, not over here. He don't. Yeah. All of this over here is strategic. This is all maneuvering for multiple yeah. different, you know, clandestine operations and movements that they got. They got so many secrets on the West. Jeez. Never lie, bro. I mean, literally, family, like, if you can imagine, like, 50 movie sets on top of one another and all of them filming at the same time. Same time? That's what California same. is. That's it. That's Multiple it. movie sets. You know, this propaganda, this agenda, this, you know what I mean? This is this is for the aliens. This is for the this. This is, like, <laughs> yo, it's crazy out here how much stuff be going on. You know what I'm saying? And the hood is none the wiser. No, no. Give them all totally, di- totally different. They're to- totally Give different. Give They're good. You know what I'm saying? They're not even thinking about venturing outside of their neighborhood. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's outside of that, it's a beautiful place. Oh, man. You know what I mean? in regards to, you know, the landscape and the horticulture. And even mm-hmm. tomorrow on the program that I'm on with Jason L, we're going to be getting into a lot of information dealing with our presence here in California, you know what I'm saying, before Columbus, even after Columbus, you know, our people founded Los Angeles, all right? Mm-hmm. 44 African Mexicans. Lupita is not the first African Mexican. Mm. The governor, Pico, mm-hmm. was an African Mexican. Yep. The brother looked like Morgan Freeman, just a little <laughs> talk with her. Real talk. Man. He looked like how, you know what I'm saying, like how Moses was supposed to look. Yep. That's what Pico mm-hmm. looked like. Chocolate, though. They've been lying hey, to us all along. They have so much documentation about the people that were over here. And then they have these articles about uh, it was a reptilian um, since they, in the 1900s, they said that there was a, a, a reptilian cult that lived underneath the uh, city, you know what I'm saying, yep. that runs through Hollywood and everything. Like, Dr. Blair is not that far off. You feel me? Right, you remember the Moldog days? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was it's a bit. lot of stuff going on out here underground. Big uh, we can't even begin to get into. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, but we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. You know what I'm saying on this show? I'm gonna be on tomorrow. The brother got the documentation. I'm gonna bring the documents that I found thus far. You know what I'm saying? But Things are shaking up on this side of the planet um, for many reasons. You know, we know what's going on with the ocean. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got somebody sending me a cache of um, confidential confidential information pertaining to Fukushima. 
I'm going to have more information by Friday to share with the family in regards to that because it's not only restricted to Fukushima now, they have done the test all through the Midwest, Chicago, you know mm. what I mean, all in places. Everywhere is radiated at this particular point, some more than others. But all of that, you know, all of, all of the Michigan and, and all that area near that waters, the lakes and everything, yeah, heavy, 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 heavy radiation, yeah. you know. So as we're looking at these unnormal, unnatural weather patterns, we're scratching our head and people are saying this and people are saying that, you know, ecology is pretty much intertwined in one system. And when you have such a sore or such a drag on a system such as Fukushima, it's going to have a global effect. And we're just looking at the dawning of it. We're talking about radiation that's never <laughs> going to stop. No. Not in our lifetime. Not unless you plan to live on like a, 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 you know, you're trying to outpace the dinosaurs and you got plans of being here too many years. <laughs> or Billy, you know what I'm saying? So we're at the beginning phase. Right? First floor of the skyscraper, family. <laughs> Oh, we, 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 we have some serious um consider and they're gonna sell you that radiated weed and they're gonna call it something fancy and niggas gonna smoke it up. Yep. They're gonna smoke it. It's that killer. Look, that's that toxic adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh nah. They're gonna call it yeah. It's that teenage mutant ninja turtle. That's that turtle. And I got my turtle. That's a dollar dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <that> turtle game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family. So, you know, we're going to make the best of it, y'all. Oh, yeah. That's what we're here for. We're going to make the best of it. That's what we're here for. Remember, this is all a simulation. You're a God. You're experiencing yourself. In a way in which, you know, you're just playing chess, you're putting certain obstacles before yourself. You you really want to see what your legs are like and how Basically. far, you know, you can hurdle. Yeah, can you clear this hurdle? Okay, oh, you're good. Oh, can you clear that hurdle? That's right. Well, right. They're they, 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 they going to keep coming until we get to exactly where he wants us to be. But, you know, this is only to test us to see how, if we really worthy of getting to where it is that we, that we should be. That's it. This yeah, is where this is all about being worthy. This is the real test because it's coming. I mean, and it's seriously rolling in, and it's definitely nothing to play with. Yeah, it's nothing to play with, you know. But see, as long as brothers like you keep doing what you're doing and keeping the people up on, on on what's going on and staying, you know, mindful of what what it is that you put out here in the airwaves, brother. Y'all, like I said, you're a breath of fresh air. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep and going as long as the people, you know, take care of us in the interim and make it, you know, make this thing do what it does, take the ideas and let's all become investors in our future, you know, with action. And as long as we keep expanding like that, then we're going to grow as networks. We're going to get stronger, bigger, more effective, more powerful, uh, and the possibilities are endless at that point. 
Yeah, well, I think y'all already gonna make that happen. That's that's happening now because <laughs> it's already out there. That's gonna happen for y'all. That's gonna happen for y'all. Y'all y'all got it. Y'all y'all on the new breath of fresh air. So you ain't got nothing to worry about. Trust me, you got. Oh no, I, I said before. You know, we we got we got a spiritual bank account, and as, yes, sir. Uh, you know, so I checked this is building up an escrow. We just trying to find what bank do we cash out at one day. Yeah, well, you, you build, know, see, it's called, we call it the sin savings and loan. If you don't put enough in, trust me, you'll be able to make a very serious withdrawal. Like that. So as long as you deposit in your sin savings and loan <laughs> and keep making deposits, and Lord knows y'all making a whole lot of deposits, when y'all get ready to make that time where you have to do that withdrawal, man, shit, you be, you be, I don't mean to be cussing, but, you know, <laughs> you gonna come well, out. Every Tuesday and Friday is right. a deposit. <laughs> there you go. Every Tuesday and Friday is a deposit. And and what I and from what I've been Everything seeing on the line, y'all been making a whole lot of deposits. And you're not by yourself. Y'all making some deposits and keep on. Keep on making your deposits. Don't don't worry about the money because the money's gonna come. When you're doing it the right way, the money's gonna come. And it's gonna be pressed down and running over as they say. So just keep doing what you're doing. Because there's a reason and a purpose for you doing what you're doing. Indeed, brother. Appreciate that. And and like I said, you got an ear out here. And and, uh, now, which one of y'all out here? Is it blue or red? Blue. 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 Anytime you want. Hey, man, you got the number? Call it. Yeah. We can always kick it up. Yeah, grab grab those digits for me. I'm not in the studio. And um, I'll definitely give you a holler, man. Yeah, do that, please. You know, and uh, like I said, anytime, and you know, and I'm I'm one of them. I'm I'm definitely a movie for. <laughs> so you know, we can always sit and kick and talk about the movies. <laughs> oh no! Oh, like man. I said, we got we got our Hollywood the Tony show that's coming up on the twenty second, and you can go into the archives and listen to this phenomenal, phenomenal decoder, oh, one of the best I've on the planet, KT the off degree. I've heard you know, of check, <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, check he, him out he, in the archives. Mm-hmm. And family, I, I also want to mention Horace Butler, the author of When Rocks Cry Out, will be in California this weekend. He has a lecture in Long Beach at the Hilton, I believe. I don't have the information in front of me for some reason. Well, let me dig through my pockets to see if I could uh, extract some information for y'all. That's you. The brother... Horace Butler is going to be here, and for me, this is a milestone. I've always wanted to meet this brother and hear his information firsthand, you know. So I get the opportunity. I get the opportunity um, to see him in person. I want to see if he's a if he's slick talk in person as much as he do online too. That was interesting. Um. Yeah, well, Sunday, April 6th, is going to be a presentation of book signing from 3 to 6 p.m. and a private reception from 6.30 to 7.30 at the Holiday Inn Long Beach Airport. Okay, so this is 2640 North Lakewood Boulevard, Long Beach. But for my L.A. family, he's going to be at the Grassin on Monday, okay, Monday, April 7th, from 6.30 to 
I'm so there. 7825 Southwestern Los Angeles, California, a.k.a. The Hood, okay? So come and see the brother either on Sunday in Long Beach or out of the caress, okay? The late brother's legendary, this information that he's talking about is paramount, okay? Paramount, especially if you live on the western coast of the United States, and you want to find out about your African origins and new lands, this brother has unprecedented information. Or if you're a biblical scholar, or if you're a student of the Bible, whatever the persuasion is, you know what I'm saying, whatever your walk is, mm-hmm. you adhere to any of the stories that come out of that Bible, and you want to hear a, a twist on it that you've never heard, that's the man that you need to hear. You know what I'm saying? He has information pertaining to the majority of those stories that came out of the Bible took place here in the Americas. And you got to hear him tell it or read the book when rocks cry out because ain't nobody telling it like he's telling it. All right? So he's a legend. Check him out, Horace Butler. Okay? Brother Mike. Oh. Yes, sir. Peace, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I was saying, Brother Mike, um, you, do you have anything that you want to leave the family with? Well, um, kind of in the conversation we're having, especially to the brothers that have been incarcerated for petty crimes, um, about a week ago I was on a show it was dealing with a home-based business program, and one of the presenters was a billionaire. And um, actually, this Caucasian gentleman basically broke it down that that's something that we need to do um, to create avenues where we can introduce um, those who are incarcerated and their families to home-based businesses so that they will have something to um fall back on when they get out. And just want to kind of leave that with the family, those who have some, some, you know, friends and even family members who are incarcerated. Um, You know, the the twins are constantly bringing ideas to you in reference to uh, home-based businesses and and startups and things in that that arena. Uh, We've got to be able to share those share those ideas and and those opportunities with those um, who've been locked up so that they do have something to fall back on and they don't have to go back out to, you know, what caused them to get locked up in the first place. So, you know, I just think that Peter Matrix is one of those programs and any additional home-based businesses that you get from um, the Twin Pillars, you know, share that with those who, who um We've kind of been thrown away for for a period of time. But, you know, we got a family here yeah. waiting waiting on them, and um, got to support them. Yeah, but, yeah, we want to be able to help them out when they do get out. Indeed. Um, with that being said, two family holler at us, KTL Empowerment at Gmail, because we have um, a library full of literature 
that you can get, that you can send into the brothers and sisters behind the walls because the possibility of creating code writers, app developers, web developers, by having them behind the wall because theoretically speaking, this is the best time for them to learn anything dealing with technology because they, they got nothing but time. Okay? That gives them an advantage right. unlike any other. You know, they have time to learn. And we're all connected. You have you have people that are in institutions where they have all access to online 24 hours a day. Niggas like have iPads in private prisons. So <clears throat> they could be creating things right there. Hmm. Sending it, sending sending out their um their diagrams or their graphs to three D printing companies, having their product prototype, you know what I mean, getting it mass produced in China through like Alibaba dot com and other places that do that, that outsource, and then you could actually be running a multi million or billion dollar business and an affiliate program from behind the wall. Nobody has to know anything. Your PayPal and your mama name. <laughs> behind the wall, you are at an advantage at this point. And another thing, if you are familiar with um, how how grant writing, proposal writing, please believe any city that you're in has money on the table to teach at-risk youth how to code write, how to write code, how to develop websites and things of that nature. There's money all over the table for them. Learn how to look for it. Under the what? We introduced it earlier, under social entrepreneurship. When you put on, when you change clothes from what you're doing with the shea butter, you know, drive, that, you know what I mean? The shea butter and the oatmeal cookie drive, and that's beautiful, that's great. But when we take it and we turn it into an LLC or a business and we call it social entrepreneurship, then we qualify for all kinds of things that don't exist when you're just doing it from the grassroots level. Right. Then you go into prison saying, "Look, I'll, you know, I want to be, I want to, I want to select a certain group of students. I want to teach them STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Forget just regular GED. You know, you could get your trade behind the wall. You could be a plumber. You could learn how to be an electrician or a plumber or iron worker. That is also a booming, booming, booming business. We got a book. Here comes a boom for that as well. For Construction, building, and all of that. The labor, the labor unions and stuff that that has to be attacked. So, like you saying, when brothers is coming home, instead of just talking about the consciousness, you could give them and actually you could put them inside of a union. You could put them inside of a place where they could be making forty to fifty dollars to sixty, seventy an hour, building being nation builders. So when it comes time to truly build a nation, not only do they have expertise, but they have, they they could teach thousands. What would they know? You know, 
all of that can be done digitally as well. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, family. All right, let me share this information real quick. Um, the show is called What is the Matrix? I'll be on tomorrow. It's going to be broadcasting. I think my sh- my segment goes on at 10 p.m. specific time, so that's three hours behind if you're in New York. You know, you might have to catch the uh, podcast or, or I think it's going to be on YouTube or something like that. But if you want to look at it online in real time, inlandempirelive.tv. That's I-N-L-A-N-D, inlandempirelive.tv backslash what is the matrix. The call-in number is 866-831-5737. That's 866-831-5737. Five seven three seven. This is uh, Matrix TV. It's hosted by Jason Elm Street Williams. Okay, and it's my dude. You know, we're gonna go in. We're gonna go in the mall. You know what I'm saying? Touch on a range of topics. All right. And this is a California resident, so this brother has a lot of background information dealing with California. He's done the research on the history of California. You know, like I said, I met the brother in 2009. He came to Harlem after his trip to Egypt with Asha Kwesi because he knew that we was out there in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? He's seen us on the YouTubes and he wanted to come through and meet the guards. So that's how we met the brother. Feel me? Legend. Sure. And uh, it's going to be an honor to be on his program. It's going to be an honor to be on Brother Rich's program. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shout out to Brother Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a true honor. Um, we started with Brother Rich on the blog talks. Yeah, we started. Was it? Was it I know it was Abundance Child, Nikki Love, and Brother Rich. You know what I'm saying? He had something to do with it, too. But we came through decoding movies. You know? So, yeah. Not for that, brother. That's another full cycle. Yeah, a cycle. Yeah, that's a cycle. We got to do Nikki Love show sometime soon. It's been a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I had called into her show, like, a few months ago. My dude, Darren Henson from Soul Food, he was on there. He asked me, okay. to, call he asked me to listen, call in to listen. I ended up, you know, punching one and speaking. So I was on her show. It felt good. Yeah, we got to go back over there. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Yes, indeed. Well, look, yeah, let me, um, I got a bunch of homework that I got to do on these earthquakes and all this other stuff. I got to start tying some of these numbers and these coordinates together. Because the universe, the, the earth is speaking, the universe is speaking. It's a very coherent language if you understand these numbers, these codes and these coordinates. Okay? This earth is about grids and ley lines, man. 
and, and, and you know, coordinates, longitudes and latitudes. It's all laid out. You know, the numbers do not lie. It is a language. So we got to get in there and we got to start cracking this language. Well, I'm speaking for myself personally because I'm over here <laughs> and I need to know what the hell is going on. You feel me? Hey. Yes, sir. All right, well, do your thing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we got one more caller. Let's do it. Caller from the 678-755. Peace. Yeah. It's Susan from Georgia. Oh, hey. greetings. Greetings. How are you doing? How's everybody doing? All, All is well. well. Good. Okay, I know it's kind of late, but I don't want to get everybody all riled up, but I just wanted to talk about technology real quick. You mentioned STEM, and I saw That's something cool. recently where um, they made a robot out of a cockroach. Right? What? I'm serious. You can, yeah, it's called a robo-roach. Now, <clears throat> it depends on what? who. <laughs> <laughs> it depends I, on. I don't know her. No, I'm telling you, I don't know her. Like, in terms of experiments, this mm-hmm. past week, I done heard some of the craziest experiments that have taken place. You know, the people have just been introducing me to the science, having to put some of these animals through. Yeah. But the robo, the robo roach, now that's, it is that's amazing. right there. It depends on who you talk to. Like, you have some teachers who teach neuroscience who are te- they have these little robo roach kits but you can buy them online from them. And they teach the kids to, they put a little pack on the roach's head and they do this little surgery. They drop the roach in ice water as, because it puts the roach to sleep with anesthesia. And then they, they put like little wires in its antenna. They cut the antenna and stick little wires in there, hot glue it in. They put a little pack on the roach's head and they hook them up. Like it looks like a little cyborg roach. And then they have a remote control and you can like, Make him go left or make him go right. <clears throat> then you have oh, no, nah, I need a robo roach. <laughs> <laughs> then you have, you have, I'm thinking you have payback. Other, I need a robo roach. <laughs> you have other people using it for, like, using the roach as a first responder. So you can get into, like, a little tight spaces. And, I mean, the whole thing See? is cool. I know We're going to need them robo roaches out here. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> right. well, the other thing is, like, I, lo- I love stuff like this. The other thing is, a few years back, I saw an article where the U.S. government were training um, wasps, you know, like yellow jacket wasps, to be yeah. like these miniature drones. <clears throat> now, I don't, I don't know what they were going to do with that because they kind of limited what the person who was writing the article uh, could know what they were, like, could know what the experiment was about. But they definitely made the wasps into drones. Then I read um, another article more years than that where they were using bees as bomb sniffers because, you know, you have all these landmines in places right. where there was war. So they kept using things like cats or dogs, <clears throat> but, of course, that has, like, limited shelf life. The dog is like, roof, roof, I found the landmine, and it will blow up. So all that time they spent <laughs> training and money training, you know, the poor animals just died. Right. So they started training bees. They would mix the gunpowder with sugar water, and they would train the bees to sniff out the bombs. 
and that's how they were training um, landmine sniffing bees. So it's just amazing how you can use insects, and they're using insects now. And I just think technology is great. I know you're going to get paranoid and be like, oh, they're going to spy on us. They're spying on us anyway, so you might as well try and figure out how to use it to your advantage. So New York has a lot of cockroaches, right? Do New York have a lot of cockroaches? Yeah. So maybe you could teach your kids, not not you specifically, but anyone who might be listening, you could teach your kids to try and interact with the roaches, and maybe we could have, like, little, you know, cyborg roaches in Brownsville. No. How about have roach races? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Would have loved that. Even better, like, roach rucker games. <laughs> we have a a roach race at the Rucker. Well, the point awesome. is, you never know what technology is. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you bring that to a public, uh, or you know, a public school in Brownsville, mm-hmm. they would gravitate towards that. I already know. I used to live in Brownsville. You will have, you will have their attention. You know what I'm saying? Because, um. You know, certain children are, are terrorized by those situations. They got to wake yeah. up and deal yeah. with the roaches every day. <laughs> but, you know, and, and then there's some that probably have adapted to those situations and they can see the fun in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You might as well right. engage, right, interactively engage with your environment and turn it into, you know, a fun situation. Mm-hmm. Rather than something I, that, I'm afraid of insects, personally. I do not like them, so I always want to know what they're doing and where they're at. So that's how I come across this type of information. Right. But by looking at your your area code, I would surmise maybe that you might be in Georgia. Yes. Have you encountered the stink bugs yet? Let me tell you something, okay? Just a few nights ago. I thought I saw, because, you know, I moved to a new place, so I would leave the patio door open. I thought I saw a giant cockroach on the ceiling, so I got the Swiffer mop and the broom and the phone book, because I had to get them out of here. But long story short, after my friends laughed at me, because they thought I was going to war with the roach, which I was, it just turned out to be a moth. But I don't play with roaches or big bugs. I don't like things with more legs than me. I don't like it. I wish, I wish Brother Mayor would call in so we could talk about our Atlanta battles. <laughs> our Atlanta battles with the flying cockroaches. They're huge. They're huge. And, and, then, and then they have the nerve to chase you. Like they get, I don't know, they get scared and they run for cover, but they're running towards you, so... I had plenty of nights when I was coming home, and I ran into one, like, outside the front door, and it would start charging me. So I would just throw my bag, the keys, everything, and I'd run. I'm not messing around with these roaches. I don't like them. They're big, huge. Yeah, no, nah, they don't play in the South. They don't play in the South. They're territorial. They're like, what? Yes. But anyway, you could look them up <laughs> on YouTube. It's called, I think it's called the Robot Roach or Cyborg Roach. Right. So it's interesting if anyone wants to look it up. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for the lovely show, you guys. And, I mean, 
Thank you for the information. And Brother Michael, you're awesome as usual. And hi, Leku. I'm proud of you. <laughs> hi, Susan. Thank you, Susan. All right, you guys. You have a good night, and thank you. Indeed. Thank, thank you. you. I had it on mute. I said, yeah, uh, I have, <laughs> have yeah, one last, um, I have one last, uh, song request before you conclude tonight's program. Oh, indeed. What is it? Brother Gil Scott Heron. Anything okay. that you got from Gil Scott? Or if you got something from Marvin? Either or. Absolutely. I got some Gilligan. I got Winter. Winter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word, because we, yeah. they still experience our Winter. Dedicate, yeah, I dedicate this song to the life, legacy, and the memory of Hafisa Rashid. And I know that she's up there dancing with the angels. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I love her. Uh, and here, and here, and door. Oh, from the Indians, welcome the pilgrims, and to the buffaloes, who once ruled the plains. Like the vultures, Circling beneath the dark clouds Looking for the rain Looking for the rain Just like the city That stagger on the coastline And a nation That just can't stand much more like the forest buried beneath the highway Never had a chance to grow Never had a chance to grow And now it's winter Winter in America Like either hope 